waiting for my camera. Well, that does not look very good. <laughs> it's like I'm, it's, I, I guess that's not, I was expecting a much better reveal <laughs> than, than that. So, holy cow. <laughs> it looks like I am uh, completely, like, I don't know what's going on. Let's see if I can make this better. Whoa, I hear like all, Here's the wood oh, there we all go. The that, that, that works. That works. That's better. Waiting for my camera. Oh, that does not look very good. Well, now I hear myself. All right. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How's Howdy. it going? Sorry for that little awkward start there. That's okay. All right. So I'm back home. And uh, this time we've, we've bought, brought uh, Steve with us. Steve has an excellent channel, Retro Tech. I just got done visiting Steve on the way down and back from Florida, and he repaired two of my my PVMs. Thanks for Even thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, guys. Good to see you again. Um, I already saw some questions about my coffee mug. This is definitely one hundred percent coffee tonight. I'm an old <laughs> man, and I wake up really early in the morning, so. Uh, I get to bed usually pretty late, or I mean early, and don't stay up late. So I had to have some coffee tonight to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's mine making those, like, notification noises or not. I have no idea if it's me. Oh, I did hear a donation. I don't have donations, like, showing up on on this uh, layout. Oh, this part Whoops. Uh, let's see yeah, if I can I fix that real quick. I apologize. Uh, but obviously, we got we got we got two dollars from Pixel Phoenix. Well, thank you. Uh, right there in the YouTube chat, saying so happy Steve has finally joined us. Hey, Steve. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for the super chat there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This might be a problem with my uh, my thing running through my setup. I'm not sure. Like I said, that because every time I do hear a ding like that, I didn't know if it was coming through on mine or if it's coming through on everybody's. Okay, so that that is yours making a little ding there, right? There's a message coming through. It goes burn up. There is beeps like that, but I don't. I turned the. Uh, I don't know how. To, uh... don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We will. We'll be. We'll be just fine. Uh, uh, we got. We're, we're we're already getting bunch back to back. Two two from Vanessa area saying happy you had a safe trip. Welcome back. Yeah, it feels good. It was a long drive. It was a long drive. Uh, and it's funny because uh, my stopping at Steve's was the first thing I did on the way down and then was the last thing I did on the way back. And I didn't realize that he was in a different time zone than me. So I was like, oh, I'll be there like by 530 or something like that. And then it was, wasn't it, uh, I mean, you were an hour behind me. So yeah, <laughs> well, I can never tell where people are coming from or where they're talking about. So I'm always like, can you send me a message when you're like 20 minutes away? And then you're like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, okay, all right, all right. But yeah, no, that actually went pretty well. You know, you have left, you had enough time to leave them with me to, uh, I mean, I had more than enough time to get everything done on both of them. Yeah. Um, it was cool because you're sending me these constant updates as you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one of the nice things about technology, I guess, to be able to just send pictures of it as it's going. <laughs> um, 
But see, then you got to worry sometimes too, because maybe if like I don't send you pictures, then for a couple of days you're like, uh oh, did something happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I mean, you knew you knew you had a week, but you got everything done. So you want to go into exactly what you ended up doing for me? Yeah, it was you know it was about two days worth of work. First, uh, there was a twenty L five that you have, and um, then a fourteen L five, which I have uh, example of that right here behind me too. Mm -hmm. So that, um, but. They both were um, kind of dirty, and so first things, I always just clean both of them up. And then to get into service them, there's a deflection board that's pretty easy to get to that needs uh, some checking out, and it's on both of those models, same thing. And then there's the main board that has a couple of spots to check out, and it's just kind of preventive maintenance at this point because there's not really anything wrong with either of these boards. Uh, so... That was mostly about cleaning and making sure everything was still looking good and inspections kind of deal and tests. But then, um, you know, we went through and replaced a couple of capacitors on some of those boards. And then the bigger job was going back uh, and actually on the 14L5, I did a tube swap on it where I changed the, uh, the tube that you had in there had burn, screen burn in it. Uh, slight screen burn. It wasn't terrible, but it did have a slight screen burn. So um, I was recently able to source a bunch of 14 inch, not a bunch, but three 14 inch CRT tubes. So um, thankfully, it was the same tube between that 14L5 and about four other models of BVMs. They share the same tube. So we were able to swap that in real easy. And um, then the last thing we did on the 20L5 was there was a screen scratch. Right. So uh, we were, I was able to get in there and remove the, um, the anti-glare layer, and the screen scratch is gone. And uh, so that was pretty much it. I did film just about everything um, on it. Mm -hmm. So we'll have, you know, I'll have some episodes coming up in the, you know, in the next couple of weeks showing a lot of that stuff. I think people will be more interested in the tube swap video too, because that's not something that I get to do a lot of. And uh, it was really, really convenient because <laughs> the actual BVM, which was the BVM A series, which if you don't have the analog input cards for it, it's practically just a fancy HD CRT, or it's mm -hmm. really great for parts. So um, that one swapped right in there, and the, the actual yoke that was attached to the uh, CRT, it matches the chassis for the 14L5. So I didn't even have to change the yoke, and um, it was all pretty much, you know, the convergence was almost set near perfect, just a little bit of adjustment. Uh, so just got all that done, you know, calibrated them and uh, put them back together and that was pretty much it not bad i mean i i haven't had a lot of time to really spend with them one thing i have noticed right off the bat is that uh the 20 out five no longer whines like it was yeah now, your your no. 20 out five had a pretty prominent whine to yeah it. and it would go away after maybe 20 minutes or so but it like doesn't whine at all now which is kind of nice. Well, I definitely need to get mine done sometime because as I've said before, uh, every once in a while, not often, but every once in a while, it just, boom, it just comes back on while it's already on. 
It just resets itself. I figured out, I figured out the secret to it. It's this this stuff right here. It's uh, premium dielectric grease. So what happens is under your uh, flyback, inside the monitor, under the flyback, which is the very scary spot, you know, mm-hmm. nobody wants to touch. Under there, it's dry, and over years, there is this lubricant in there, and it uh, it's it, it keeps that crackling and that boom a little bit down. So that's you know applying a new layer of this is always part of the restoration stuff too. Uh-huh. I do I do little things, part of the maintenance thing. It's like getting you know an oil change. You do a little things here, and that's one of them. That actually prevents a lot of that noise and and arc from happening. It catches in that jelly, and uh, and it keeps that anode cap nice and and you know likes it last longer. Just just catches it right in the jelly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we have we have a ton of we have a ton of jelly. Yeah, I, I need to catch on donations. Why, I, why don't I, you I, go I, ahead and uh, start playing Shadow Dancer, and yeah. I'll uh, I'll catch up. All right, let me. Uh, let me uh, I see uh, I see a while back, uh, right after Vanessaria, we got uh, three Canadian bucks from Grek. Uh, who 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 uses lingo I'm not familiar with because I'm not with it. But he says I S I M P for scan lines, whatever that means. Scan lines simp. are simp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is that is that word the people use these days? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it's don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, and uh, two dollars from uh, Samuel Goatshaw saying PVM and chill. That's exactly what we're we're doing. We're, we're, we're a little shadow PVM dancer mixed in there. We're PVMing all over the screen. I was thinking about uh, doing just like an off-screen camera feed, but it was just it was too much to. Yeah, that'd be a bit. Like the game is only running at at thirty frames per second. I don't know why this keeps on happening, but it looks like it. Didn't you figure out, like, you were able to fix it in the middle of the stream last time, weren't you? Yeah, maybe if I turn Like, didn't you, like, disable... I think you disabled your capture device and then re-enabled it or something? Yeah, let's see if that helps. Well, no, it still doesn't look like it. Whatever. Uh, It is what it is. Aaron Welsh donated $5 and said, uh, In this episode, Steve walks try through recapping a PVM 2030. (laughs) Uh, Well, I I, I don't think I'm going to be uh, taking taking on that task myself anytime soon. But, you know, if people noticed in Analog Frontiers Part 2, there was footage of Steve recapping a uh, PVM uh, 20M2MDU at Matt Lisi's house, uh, which... uh, really was primarily shot for uh you know our long promised uh crt geometry episode uh which yes that that officially means that is kind of in production (laughs) (laughs) don't know when we'll actually turn it into something uh but i did want to at least wait until analog frontiers part two got out because i wanted to kind of debut that footage for analog frontiers part two man it was you know, I had, uh, you know, when we interviewed Jose uh, back in, gosh, September or October 2018, <laughs> um, it was like kind of a spur of the moment thing. And we did not have time to like actually get him working on anything. I had a little bit of footage from Bob 
but I really kind of need some more like working inside a CRT, recapping a CRT type footage. Uh, and so that was very fortunate timing and is like probably the last fun thing that any of us did any distance <laughs> from our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we were joking that night about how, like, we thought, you know, whether things were actually going to be serious yeah. or, you know, or it's, and we were talking was, about, it was so interesting too, because, you know, we were staying at Matt's house and, you know, Matt is both a doctor that works in a hospital and, uh, you know, uh, manufactures uh, electronics at factories in China. And, you know, we were talking to him about like, how has this like, you know, affected like this is how you being able to make Carbies and your, uh, you know, Genesis and Super Nintendo SCART cables and stuff like that. So, I mean, we, we were staying with like the exact right person to get kind of an interesting perspective on this thing that like, you know, we had no idea how it was going to impact us yet. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I still got some catching up to do too. There was two dollars from Patton Thompson. Thank you. Saying Steve's CRT calibration repair videos are awesome. Thanks, Patton. I mean, you really do, I think, provide like a, a tremendously valuable resource out there for people because I mean you're you know, obviously, you know, showing off your own uh uh CRT repair talents, but you're you're providing people really direct experience that you have with like random little things that you might not find in, you know, even find in a service manual or something, you know, just like, Oh, here's this little thing. And you know, when I, you know, in, in this particular model, there's this, this and that, that you might need to be aware of. And, you know, here's a little tips and tricks I've figured out, you know? So, I mean, it's, absolutely invaluable for anyone that that wants to get into doing that stuff themselves well thanks yeah it's uh it's you know it, it's still a learning curve for me i learn new things about uh, that's what i kind of get excited because even though it's all kind of still crts uh, where they're kind of all similar technology so they're similarly made and most parts but they all have their own little different things about them and it keeps them interesting you know trying to work through problems on different ones. And um, the reason that, you know, I started to make videos to tell, to try to get people, you know, uh, to do just some things to not be so worried on some things that they could do. Cause I feel like a lot of times, especially if you own like an M series or something like that, that has a service menu, you can get in there and make safe adjustments, you know, and not even have to worry about opening your CRT. And really anybody that can get through a service menu can do that. But um, if you want to go to the next level and like check out some other things inside and try to really tweak the image, uh, that's really got me going years ago on trying to make the CRTs look the best they could in the first place. And uh, so, uh, but yeah, just like I thought I was thinking today, I was like, even, even in my best years, I, I might work on um like this year i was thinking i might get to get through 80 crts like repaired <laughs> serviced and that Truth. sounds like a lot right but if i even do that for just 10 years that's 800 crts that's if you think about a grand scheme of crts 
that's not you know that's only it's like not that you know, many but it's a lot not, i mean it's a lot of it, your time well it's a lot of my time but it's not a it's not like so if i'm doing it that means somebody else has to be doing it too kind of you know like right. that's why it was good to try to share a lot of this knowledge with other people because I can't. There's no way I could fix everybody's. Yeah, it's like it's not like it's not like sharing your knowledge is like taking away like any business for you. No, it's actually just more more helpful, really. And it's it's, mean, it's it's and it's also increasing awareness in general, <laughs> so that can you know help. People help throwing away, well. you know, that's really. I mean, because yeah. CRT are really um hazardous you know they're considered hazardous by the epa to to just throw out like well you know something that you said i think uh i think it was in that interview that you know as i've said before we did that interview like last minute before you left my house and i was like somebody i was just that. like so out of sorts that i could totally forgot to hit record on the audio recorder and i i, I hate it uh because it was such a good interview but you said you know something to the effect of you know the greenest thing you can actually do with a CRT is to keep it in service. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is a cool yes. approach so, to take to thinking about that, I think. Yeah. And, and I always thought too, you know, for me growing up playing games like this, Shadow Dancer, yeah, I always, I mean, you grow up when you were playing it, you never thought of a flat screen. They didn't exist. It was always on a CRT. So to me, that was always part of, uh, you know, watching it and enjoying even the playback now is being able to play it on these machines. And I kind of thought it would be sad to one day just think, oh, well, what if there's like, you know, in my lifetime, what if there is are no CRTs? <laughs> you know, I was watching a lot of these people would sell them on eBay and, and or you'd see horror stories about people getting bad shipping. Right, or, right. Um, I mean, you do Patreon posts about bad shipping stuff all the time. Yeah, and I've done I've done my share of bad shipping and had been involved. So take it from personal experience. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's cost me money a lot sometimes, but um, I just figure it's part of part of the lessons. Well, well, and you know, I think I think that's I think I've, I I think that's one of the reasons you're such a great spokesperson for CRTs is because you've learned. You've learned the ropes yourself on all this stuff, like in relatively recent years. Like, I mean, you know, which just goes to show that like anyone can learn to do it. You know, when I say anyone, I'm excluding myself because I, <laughs> <laughs> but anyone who does have that technical, like hands on uh, proclivity and handiness with tools, like, you know, th this could be up your alley. Yeah, like if you like to change your own oil or something like that, you know, work on your own car a little bit or you're tinkerer. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I kind of say, you know, if you're into like working on your own stuff around, I mean, like I work on everything in my house. Like I, my, my washing machine and dryer, like <laughs> they should have been a hundred, a hundred times ago. And I just like that's... constantly replacing little parts in them to keep them alive. And it's, it's just something that's like, I know that I got that from my grandfather, who was a big time uh, junk collector mm -hmm. and, and like flipping junk and would just teach me the ropes of like yard sale <laughs> and how to turn $1 into five and things like that. It was just funny just thinking about it. But he, uh, uh, you know, just like going through that, I think that um, the CRT was a perfect 
I'm really lucky that there was not, you know, it's just something there was kind of a need to in the time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the people who work on this, you know, um, we're talking like the best guy that's worked on this is Save on Pat, and he's, I mean, he's in his 80s. Yeah. And we're just all basically lucky and fortunate to have any time for him still to be around, like, you know, even mm-hmm. and anything. I mean, I told Corey that even I personally, I email him questions and um, order parts, random parts from him. And he's the guy like generally tends to kind of keep to himself. Yeah, and he will. And it's funny because I've got still has a net zero email address. Yeah, he does. (laughs) And he so the best here's the best way to do it if you want to get had to talk to you and this is a secret so i don't know if i should tell but oh well there's <laughs> you, you tell see you know he's he's on the west coast and again he's in his 80s so um i always just say hey i've got a question about whatever monitor can you just call me when you're available mm-hmm. and then i send it <laughs> and he'll actually call you yeah and uh, talk to you and um but see, like, I'll talk to him, and he's always like, you know, I got to go. I got to get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what about this and this and this? Because and whenever I try to get in, you know, where I get to talk to him, I just try to soak in anything. Because mm-hmm. I know that once that knowledge is gone from him, um, our access to any of it is going to be extremely limited. Like, mm-hmm. so there's something that a lot of people don't know about, like, Sony. So Sony had... Um, for these PVMs and BVMs and other CRTs that were the high-end ones, they had tons of uh, service bulletins where it was like um, a hardware update. So oh, something. Uh, I was... think you told me about this. Like yeah, they would I, say, uh, like, oh, actually, the the value of capacitor or resistor that we put on this board, it'd be better if you used this one instead, right? Yeah, or it would start to fail and you'd see problems and then they would send out literally a service bulletin and it would just say to fix, change this and this on this board with these two parts and it would give you the parts. And so there are literally, um, I think someone told me over 2,000 of those bulletins for just Sony CRTs. So I know probably Pat has copies of those, but like... There's no way that we're going to ever get those from Sony, you know? Right. And we'll never see that paperwork if, you know, sometimes I get sent a couple of them. I've been sent like three of them. And I, I hold on to them. They're amazing because they are like, there's a big fault with that M series. And one of the bulletins, exp- you know, gets into it. And if you literally just let the fault go, eventually it will blow out um, a couple of regulators and your flyback and will like basically blow out your monitor and it's just because two capacitors um were they're next to a hot spot and they get really hot and they wear out and then it it just causes extra stress so that's like that's like an like an m2 series right yeah exactly it is the m2 i'll have to get you to work on i've I've got a couple of so i'll have to get you to work on those eventually yeah, thankfully, thankfully, that's pretty easy. It's just two caps that really, two caps, that's all. But it's, um, it, it literally comes down to just stuff like that. And yeah. uh, 
See, if you don't know that, it's really impossible, you know, to figure out with just going in and looking at it because there's literally like 200 capacitors inside of a Sony M2. Yeah. So the other 198 control other things. <laughs> I'm still way behind on donations. We had a 499 from Smooth Mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> so my life in gaming and retro tech videos are the sole reason I got into CRT gaming. And I'm so happy I did. Thank you guys for all the hard work you guys do. The sole reason. Man. (laughs) And to think we started making RGB videos without even knowing about PVS. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I always say, like, I I am so amazed that we have been uh, as accepted by the RGB and tech communities as we have been because we had every opportunity to make ourselves look like fools early on <laughs> uh and we've also got two dollars from sony file saying i blessed the trantrons down in africa i don't i don't know if that means he he is uh he is the steward of of pvms no, in africa it's... and fixes them up or he just wonders about how many are how many no, are there as an untapped it's, resource it's Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a song. See, I'm not with it, you guys. I'm not with it. I can't. I can't understand all of your your uh, pop culture and uh, and and uh, uh, all your pop culture references and your 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 lingo. Just use my ninja magic. Use my super ninja magic. I was not gonna do it, but I may as well. Um. Drama here. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm still, uh, there is, I'm there is still a, working uh, here. There is one from uh, Roast the Blood for one dollar. Thank you. Saying finally at last a CRT calibration video. Now <laughs> we is. never have to bring it up again. I mean, <laughs> it's <laughs> that is something enough calibration videos to cover for everybody. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many calibration. Like I've almost made a calibration video on every. Yeah. And, PVM and PVM. Well, well, we promised one ourselves. Like, so. like, like five years ago or something. Yeah, so we still got to do it no matter how many great resources. I mean, you're, when, when Corey first discovered your channel, like, and he started saying, like, you know, hey, look, if you really want to do something with it now, like, go to this <laughs> channel and, you know, you can go to, go see RetroTech, you know, it was just, great videos over there uh there was also two dollars from jonathan g saying steve gave me the courage to start recap the courage the courage steve out here handing out liquid courage <laughs> uh and two dollars from warren hokey saying is there any consumer crt that beats a trenatron you know i mean i've got to be completely honest like you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Sometimes there'll be comments saying like, oh, you guys use, you get, so you guys use Toshiba's. Like, is, is there a reason you don't use Sony Trenatrons for your consumer CRTs? It's like, yeah, I don't got one. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't need one. I mean, I don't yeah. know if I've seen, yeah. oh. to be honest, I don't know if I've seen like what a consumer, like a good consumer Sony looks like, at least, you know, in, relatively recent years when i 
you know, was into like looking at CRTs really. Like I, I'm sure back in the day I saw plenty of Sony CRTs, but like, I, I don't know enough about them to really compare. Like I just know PBMs and you know, my consumer, my good consumer just happens to be a Toshiba, but I have no reason other than I have it. You know, I don't have a Sony. I just don't, you know, I'd love to, but there's, uh, there's a couple of other nice brands besides Sony's on the um, consumer level. And I think that is just because uh, there still are, you know, like I look still constantly for um, in my area on Facebook for consumer CRTs, even just to see what's out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, JVC has some really good brands. And I would say any JVC, uh, the last series that they made was called the d series and it actually the model numbers begin with the letter a so anyway so the d series ones were their best uh crts but they had ones before that called like i think they were called l arts or something like that those were a good brand of jvcs and then probably like you say the toshibas those those also are awesome just top like really high quality yeah, they, I remember when you were when you were here and you were looking around in my Toshiba uh, service menu. Yeah, you were cool. saying that like, oh, like th- this has a lot of options that I was not expecting to find in here for a consumer. Yeah, it really does have some good, you know, geometry controls. And I've got I've got one that's the model before yours, where they've got the uh, still has the curved glass, and it doesn't have. The, um, it does not have the you know, flat glass at all, so mm. it's still got a bubble. And, I, I, I would love my... that, but jeez, yeah. <laughs> this part is really tough. I art, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. I've never actually seen Nathan Andrews or cool. It's called the I art that JVC is, but there's still jeez. other. Um, I got I got a really fun CRT that's a Zenith that's. Uh, that I got locally, it's a 13 inch, and it has, um, it's just a consumer CRT, but it's translucent green. And that, <sighs> and I've seen one of those, it looks awesome. Like you can see everything inside of it. So it's like the prison TVs that were clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Except it's the fun, it's the fantastic prison yeah, TV. It's like, it's like they took that <laughs> the 90s. Okay, well we're gonna take not only the prison, but the kids. So they're like, yeah. <laughs> that's what, I was reading because they had to be clear for prisons. So yeah. this was really a marketing thing. They made clear green ones and clear blue this is, ones. This is a difficult Maybe spike level. Colors, not, I've not seen uh, – those are the two I've seen. So I'm really happy I got one of those. I want to RGB mod it. And it's uh, – it'll be coming up sometime soon. And actually, I've still got your Commodore, which yeah. I'm about to coming up soon too. I, oh, nice. It's been that, – you know, when – when you and I were just like messing around with it, like I don't think I'd ever plugged my NES into it before. And like, I was like, composite looks weirdly good on this. Yeah, composite looks, see that's the thing. Some CRTs composite looks incredible on. And those was, those were, those were been as high, as high end as you would have gotten, you know, for a monitor at your house. Jeez, at least that one guy still back in the day. And, Jeez. and uh, you know, you were looking at the, the, the manufacturer date on, and you're like, oh, this is like two months older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, these are old monitors, but they can still look real nice. 
There yeah. was uh, there was twenty dollars from uh, uh, Nathan Scorput uh, saying loving the great content from both channels. Thank you. Well, thank you awesome. very very much. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, it took so long to get to it. I saw it pop up. We've been. Well, we're just having good conversation. Exactly. I, I'm, I, I'm catching up as I can. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure people, people, people wanted to hear us talk anyway. So. <laughs> uh, then there was five dollars from Mitch B saying, "Thank you, Steve, for helping me configure my 2030 down the line. I'd love to get it worked on so it lasts another 20ish years." Yeah, that's. I was. We've been talking about the 30 series. I've got a bunch of 30s. I actually got a bunch of 25 30s, which this is to my left, and it's in the same 30 family as the 2030, and then the 3230 which is behind me, which doesn't look right right now. So it's not turned on, but um, yeah, that's one of my favorite monitors. It's a lot of fun to work on and, uh, but it's a tricky one, but it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, who really loves that monitor are all the modern um, art museums. They oh absolutely. yeah. 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 And they, uh, like, I know that when I get those put together for them and then there are still people in uh video production that use them for video you know for for set design mm -hmm. and they they love that monitor too so those are those are really good and um even though they're not the you know they're not the sharpest picture but the, I, I like them a lot they got the 20 inch which is actually it's funny sony says the rest of their pvms are 20 inches but if you take a tape measure to the screen actually 19 inches yeah it's and then, it's weird. Like, I don't know why they're like... ones that's 20 inch tube. So it's got 20 inches. So it's actually one inch bigger than the others. Oh, okay. Huh. There was uh, also two Canadian dollars from Stadium Arts. Thank you. Saying, uh, any resources for calibrating consumer TVs? Just. Well, um, you know, I, I don't. Some on retro tech, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you've done you've done a few on there. Uh, a couple of Sony's, and then I've not done. I still got so. I mean, just so people know, before the end of this year, I do have to actually finish up this JVCD series that I started at the very beginning of the year. Now it's already <sighs> September, and I never even did the. I just kind of, you know, recapped it and restored it. Never did the calibration video on it, so I haven't even done that yet. So that will be coming. So that'll be a JVC. And then a Toshiba I will do too because I'm about to work on it. But other than um, uh, the best thing I can recommend to anybody is go and Google your exact TV. And even if you have to pay $5 or $2, oh, uh, the buy the manual. service manual for your TV. And it will usually go into every adjustment that any kind of tech or uh, person, you know, would go through and make on the CRT. That's usually the best resource. And that's, you know, 95% of the knowledge that I got came from looking at those mo manuals and then just going out and tinkering with, with it on the monitor. So if you're looking at something that there's no documentation on hey get into it get the service manual and then um even if you don't make videos or something go post about it somewhere yeah and um places like reddit you know those play those archive posts you can go back and google something you'll find it um about a, a t you know a tv or whatever and 
and uh, you know, that's just kind of the way it'll have to go for now because, you know, we're not. It was CRTs, you know, they died out right around the time that the Internet started taking off. Nobody cared about them. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Like a thing, you know, even even if you just consider it's a, you know, a lot of us have been working on them for four or five years or hanging out and using them or it's not even it's still it's not a huge thing where um, a lot of people still just didn't, didn't care for them for a long time, a long enough time. Yeah. I think. There was uh, $5 from Dustin Kramer. Thank you. Thank Asking, you. Uh, could a distro amp introduce power into the signal and create arcing in the tube? I've had two Panasonic modders start arcing YPB PR signal from DA. I assume DA means distro amp. You know, um, any kind of, I don't know, you kind of have to kind of see what your, what your power source that you're plugging into. If you're having troubles with something uh the best thing i can say is try it on um, you know different outlets uh see if that's affecting your your even if, or even sometimes um or supplies on things can get goofy over time so it could be something internally in the power supplies on the monitors uh but you know a lot of times arcing is coming from the flyback so um it's one of those things that there's not really a good way to fix it you know it's it's your crt generally arcs because there's a problem with the ground so maybe if there's something obvious that you can see or it's not grounded or there's a broken solder joint around your flyback but otherwise um there might be a crack in the flybacks so you can look at it and see if there's a crack uh, but I would definitely do that while it's turned off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the high voltage is basically coming from is that thing. So what happens is generally the arcs will come from that flyback because something, somehow the electricity is getting out through the plastic on that flyback and it's, it's hitting the metal frame generally. And it'll like, you know, it'll, you'll, you could sometimes even see it where it'll make a little electric zap, you know, like a line of electricity grounding itself out throughout the ground of the monitor itself. Um, so without being able to replace the flyback, if you do see a small enough crack and it still works, you can honestly go and get some high quality uh, proper silicone and seal it. And uh, I actually have some. So if you do have a crack there, you can get something like this. It's called Black RTV, 100% silicone sealant and adhesive. This one's by JB Weld. Um, this stuff is actually used by auto mechanics most of the time to make like gaskets in, in engines, but it, it works good in high heat temp and high temperature. It's safe around electronics. That's the, that's what I'd recommend if you find something. Is that what you were uh, talking about uh, for, um, securing my Commodore monitor in the frame since the tube is kind of loose in there or was uh, that something else? Similar that see, that's, that's a soft silicone. So, um, what for that, we'd actually need a hard, uh, yeah, epoxy. lizard and it's, so that's, that's a right. It was an epoxy you were talking about. I, yeah, I, I remember it's, now. It's epoxy. Yeah. And then I'll show, so that'll be fun. Cause I've not, I don't think I've made a video doing that. I'm not sure. But 
um that's a big problem with crts now is the plastic on them some of them is so brittle and so the bezels are a pain too they get broken in shipping a lot yeah. but if you can keep all those pieces from the bezel and even if the you know even if it's like a 3d jigsaw puzzle you can use that epoxy and piece it all back together and the epoxy that uh jb weld makes is so strong that it will hold the crt tube in place fine and oh, uh because you can't really i mean until until i don't know do you remember the guy um at the at the conference named rourke mm-hmm. who did oh, yeah 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 who does the game boy shells and mm-hmm. the castings he said one day he hopes to get a big enough casting so that maybe we could work on making a bezel casting it because the bezel is pretty much the same on the monitors it's it's a generic sony bezel for a lot of them they just have different button layouts on it so um that way a lot of you know we could get some bezels back out there and and i'm sure that also he could do some cool things i thought like talking like be cool i thought to have like translucent bezels and stuff on your pvm yeah i mean really (laughs) a whole new idea here for uh modification and customizing <laughs> there was uh there was 499 from sean quinn saying are aperture grill crts always better than other types of crts is there a certain type of shadow mask one that's closest in terms of quality i mean i feel like i, I feel like better is not really the, the the term to use i mean you know i guess you could say Some one seems like to be better. higher fidelity but there's i think i, I think uh a nostalgic uh sort of look to you know all types of of crts you know yeah so the shadow mask crt was around first that was the first one you know the curve yeah every way and it was actually round and like way back in the 20s you know the crt dates back to actually 1800s um surprisingly it's a very old technology but uh, as it progressed, it wasn't until Sony made the Trinitron way later in the uh, basically in the beginning of the color TV era in the late 60s that so anything before that was all always um, the um, shadow mass technology. And so... Um, it wasn't until then. So at that point, you know, everything that made was Shadow Mask up to that point. So other than Sony, so there was plenty of households that grew up. And I've talked to plenty of people. and They prefer that Shadow Mask, you know, curved mm-hmm. every side look over the Sonys because they grew up, like you said, around it. Yeah. And uh, if you like that look, Shoot. then, yeah, you're going to love it on those uh, Shadow Masks. Come on. And you can prefer that over a Sony. Um, I don't feel like, like if you compare a really high end, so Ikigami is a a brand of monitor that makes an extremely high end shadow mask tube. And so if you compare those with BVMs, they're very comparable Mm. Um, with quality. They were high end commercial monitors. So, you know, if you sit those next to each other, it's really does come down to a thing of personal preference. What do you like better? You know, it's like when flat screens came out and it's like well do you like plasma or lcd you know it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of deal almost 
Yeah, and it's also kind of like, you know, a lot of people, you know, are like, there's a lot of people out there that are like skin line deniers, like skin lines don't exist. That's just a myth. It's like, well, actually, they kind of do. It's just that some TVs, you can see them more obviously than others, you know? Yeah. Skin lines are always, they're always there. But it's just, it's just, you know, the kind of TV you grew up with, you know, might be your image of what a CRT is, or maybe you've come to love another type of CRT that's different from the kind you grew up with. I mean, I grew up with some some pretty crappy CRTs. Uh, there was, uh, I, I was almost caught up. I was almost caught up. Uh, the, the couple more came. Uh, there was $5 from For the Love of the Game saying, Steve, do you have any interest in CRT donations? I have some weird pro monitors that don't work right and I don't care to fix them. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I always work on uh, donations and, uh, you know, as long as, as long as there's somewhat, I, I don't have a ton of room. Um, and, but I, but I definitely do. So if you want to, um, yeah, you know, if you want to reach out to me, um, you can you can definitely you know reach out to me and, and and let me know what you got i definitely do take donations though and um especially to if somebody ends up with something i have a lot of people that will end up with parts from things and you would be surprised how many times uh i can save an entire monitor just based on some little part mm -hmm. that's produced anywhere anymore and um i had a situation like that last week which is the next video i've got coming out next week is about a um a pvm that had a secondary fuse that just weird so i would have literally had to rebuild it into an either a modern type fuse but thankfully i had a circuit board here that was in a trash heap pile that was just left over donated and i was able to get the part right off it so um, you know, even stuff that's broken. Cause there's a lot of stuff that's where we're, we're going to run out of these like flybacks and tubes. So that's going to be the real problem. If, I guess if, other... you think, if you think prices are bad now. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, you know, the economy's going crazy. So I, I don't know. Did you see, speaking of prices, one quick second. Did you see that crazy auction? I saw on the e one you linked in your Patreon. Like the, the, yeah. the twelve hundred dollars for, or seventeen hundred dollars for like a yeah. thirteen inch or something. It was a fourteen M4U. Okay, so that's um, it's eight hundred line, and it and it's only doing it's thirteen inches screen, and it only does two forty p and four eighty i. Okay, but it does do component RGB, and it's a very nice. Monitor, I think I have this, one. I think what, a very I, nice monitor, but only thirteen inches. Well, I mean, but but still, yeah. I mean, even the ones like that I've restored have never gone for that much. It's just crazy that they that that one was advertised as being still in its original box. So I'm guessing. Oh wow. You know, I don't know whether that one was actually real. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, but, there's, uh, there's people paying like fourteen thousand dollars from Super Mario in its original box right now. So <laughs> somebody's somebody's got money, and I mean, I, I you know. Sometimes I get contacts with a lot of people that want stuff and I can't even get it for them, you know? It's, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I kind of got off there on a second, but I thought that was kind of wild that, yeah, once, once all this stuff, you know, th that's the thing. There's, 
it's this is just like anything else they're not making any more of these crts mm -hmm. I, I mean i would <laughs> i doubt that in our um lifetime there will ever be like a mass-produced high quality crt again right yeah. i mean you think of sony put all its eggs into these bvms in the early 2000s and they were charging film studios uh $40,000 for a monitor and um you know $10,000 for parts and service so we'll never get to the point where they're putting that much of an investment in the into the technology you know mm, yeah there it'll was, never be as good uh, there was a uh, $2 from Sony file saying does anyone remember their childhood CRTs i i do I remember them. I wish I wish I still had them. You know, it kills me that I, I, I don't even know what happened to. You know, my parents had um. Oh, dog, it's like a little white sandy there. <laughs> um. Uh, my parents' TV was like um. You know, the one that that I could. I could sometimes hook up my my NES and Super Nintendo to it on the weekends, you know. Uh, it it was the 19 inch. The big TV was the 19 inch. Um, and uh, you know, it, it was nothing special. It was you know, I, I want to say Magnavox or I, I've got a. But there was I've something about it, you know. Like I remember, like the big one for me was like a a 25 inch was like immensely huge, uh, mm. but I. Oh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. <laughs> you can keep on going. Well, the, um, I, you know, it's funny. I've got, for whatever reason, you know, uh, back when I lived in uh, Tennessee, uh, you know, I was very young when uh, when my parents moved to Tennessee. And, uh, you know, you can see, like, some sort of toddler-like, toy you know like one of those like things that you're in the middle of and you walk around on the floor you, there's a photo that's just like of the tv on the stand and you can see like the bookshelf next to it and that toddler thing next to it and i've no like why would that picture exist i don't know why it exists but it's so cool because i you know i I actually have it framed it in my wood panel room upstairs. <laughs> well, not framed. It's not framed. It's just in like one of those like little acrylic, you know, slide the photo in stands. But uh, still, uh, I think it's I think it's appropriate that I have a, a photo of uh, my my family's childhood CRT. But what I had, uh, my dad, um, uh, you know, before he met met my mom, he um, he had this little 13 inch Curtis Mathis color TV that he got, you know, I believe late seventies. Uh, you know, he, he was kind of a lot of projects that, uh, you know, had him moving around a fair bit. So it was good for him to have a, a little, a relatively small TV that, that, uh, was, was easy to, to move around. And that, that TV was in my room, uh, you know, when I was very young. Um, and that was, that was what I played games on. You know, all the way up to, you know, at some point uh, after I got my Super Nintendo, I was still playing games on, on that that little TV. And I, I have no real recollection of, like, how good or bad it was, but I, I wish I had it. I wish I had it. Mine was a 13-inch Magnavox. 
that Mag. after after about a year and a half of having it, it wouldn't turn on consistently. It would just go pew, pew, pew. And it like it was like it was trying to turn on, so you'd have to keep on hitting the button over and over again. Until eventually it Back came on. You know that uh yeah. that uh that TV that I was talking about, you know, the the quote unquote the big TV. Um my dad uh eventually got, you know, a slightly bigger TV, not much bigger. Shoot. And um I'm such a hard time with this level. I don't even understand. Uh he he gave the old one because it, it was it was not in such good the picture wasn't such good quality anymore but a friend was interested in it so he gave it to my friend and uh because my friend uh he had his game set up in the basement of his house uh but you know he was he wanted a second tv so he could watch tv or watch movies while playing games and uh I, I, I'll, I, I, I've told this story before, but I'll, I'll never forget one time going over there and, and the TV had continued to degrade so much that we were playing 1080 snowboarding and like you could barely see where you were going in the snow. The picture was so dim <laughs> that you could barely play 1080 on it. It was, it, it was rough. Like, so, I mean, I had tons of just like you guys. I mean, I, there when we were growing up, there really, that was a funny thing. I think there were a lot of just mediocre middle grade CRTs that nobody really cared that much about. They just got it or they went for the really nice ones if they were into it. TV, you know. So, like, the first time I, I can remember getting a really nice TV was um, uh, of any significance. Wasn't even mine. It was when I moved away to college after high school and I moved in and I literally like I picked a guy and I went to uh, followed him to Western Kentucky University uh, <laughs> for my roommate. He was a buddy of mine from around here. And uh, he so he was like his his parents were filthy rich. So and I was completely the opposite. Like I had nothing, <laughs> no money, nothing like <laughs> put up and stuff so i was but and, but he so i was like oh man he he always got all the coolest things like everything like, new like guys here PlayStation and so we got to school and i mean he he got his mom to buy us he showed they showed up in this new inbox 27 inch flat screen kv trinitron was the first year it was 2001 so that component and i mean we we stuck a playstation 2 in that thing and like um we would just, it was running nonstop, but the whole dorm was basically in the room. <laughs> Ninjas. It was such, such an amazing setup. So that was the first one I can remember where it was actually like a nice CRT. Yeah. Yeah. The rest was just like mostly, you know, wood grain stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of lucked out getting that Toshiba because, um, you know, when I got that HD CRT, which, you know, in retrospect, wasn't necessarily the smartest thing, but, you know, hey. Um, you know, I, I, I saved up, you know, working at uh, the, the library on campus. Uh, you know, I saved up all year. I was like, I'm going to buy that HD CRT. Because, like, at that time, like, 
obviously I didn't have nostalgia for CRTs because they were still kind of the main thing, but I knew that LCDs were like not really there yet. Like I wanted, I wanted those CRT black levels was the thing that I wanted, you know? (laughs) And, uh, so I, um, you know, I got that, but that was like, you know, it was at my parents' house. It was too big to bring to college. Um, and, uh, my first three years in college, I just, you know, hooked up uh, a S-Video to VGA Scalar Box, you know, to play games on my my CRT computer monitor. Uh, so I, you know, played PS2, GameCube and stuff. But then the last year in college, um, I had a much better rooming setup where, you know, my roommate that I'd been with uh, all that way through college... Um, we were able to get an on-campus apartment that was just us. And we didn't really get along with like any of the other people that we were rooming with. Uh, so we like never really used the common areas all that much. You know, mostly, uh, you know, just played games in my room with, you know, my, on, on that monitor. But that last year, we actually had a common area that, that we wanted to use. And so I got that, you know, I don't even think it was very expensive i got that toshiba you know 24 inch toshiba uh for my senior year in college and you know i was i I feel like that was a very lucky thing to have done because it's you know it's a great tv to have now oh yeah it's a great one do you remember too i don't at that time when uh I just remember that when like flat screens were first coming out, how incredibly expensive they were and they weren't necessarily that great yet. Now, so now by flat screen, you, you're, you're, you're talking about like LCDs, not like flat CRTs. First, yeah, no, I'm talking early flat screen uh, display as in yeah. like any screen TV you know, non-CRT technology when it was I mean, I guess plasmas were pretty nice, but... They they were, but still, uh, I mean, the first plasmas were, goodness, thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, once LCDs started coming along, like, it it was obvious that, like, LCDs were, were, you know, they were going to get good, but, uh, like, I I just was not satisfied with the black levels, so that's why I went for the, the HD CRT, even though, like I say, I, I've since learned that, like, eh, you know, it, w- it wasn't really the, the ideal thing for the types of games I was playing on it, to be honest, but, eh, you know. Um, there was uh, five Canadian dollars from Cyanice. Thank you saying, what are your guys' thoughts on using composite or S-video on a CRT instead of RGB to get a more authentic experience? I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that, honestly. Uh, I mean, I, uh, for like my main consoles, you know, I either want to be using RGB or component on a PVM or an HDMI mod on, you know, the appropriate TV. Um, I, I, I do, you know, the console I'm going to be mainly playing, but I very much enjoy, uh, <laughs> I was dead right there. Sorry. uh, I, I, I very much enjoy video every now and then. Um, 
I, uh, uh, you know, I, I, in my new setup upstairs, uh, you know, I've, I've used it greatly for analog frontiers so far. I, uh, I, I, I hooked up a ton of my extra systems, uh, just composite nest video just to get that more era appropriate look. And so I, I, I take huge advantage of that. Um, and I, I think there's definitely something to be said. I mean, I, I have, I have an appreciation for the aesthetic of all of, you know, those different signal qualities, you know, and just like came up before the aperture grill versus the shadow mask. Like it's just a different look. It has a different texture. And I, I appreciate that texture, you know, on all of them. So even though I'm actually pretty easygoing on that, it, it, it's probably crazy that I've put so much money and effort into, you know, the high end quality, but something just drives me to go for that quality. Even though I well, do you, enjoy, I, I, I enjoy both the, the high end and the low end. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, here's, so, so here's something. Um, these are all actually on an S video loop. Here, these screens so oh, okay <laughs> it's 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 simpler obviously to use s video sometimes if you're using a big setup but um you the good there is uh some advantages to even use an s video and composite because these old crts have comb filters other screen filtering things on them that you can actually do to make screens look really really great and um you know improved sharpness because if you remember a lot of those buttons and knobs once you plug in an rgb source they do nothing that's you true know? so the, you just get whatever comes out of that rgb that's what you're getting whereas if you're using composite s video and even component you can use the other things like gain and uh, a's and you know whatever else is i'm looking on here like uh, chroma and you can use those things to adjust your picture and increase certain colors, uh, even just for a temporary time. That's really a great thing about uh, it, you know. Yeah, and also, that, that, that's a good point. I missed the extra yeah. life up there. Room final boss. Sorry. Wait, really? Final boss? Yeah, I remember not being that hard too. So let's see if I can do this. So wait, you've beaten this game before? Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, like, you're, you're like I'm, afraid I'm of it, right? I've been super afraid of it. I mean, you've died a bunch. Does this game have infinite continues? No, or something? it only has three continues, but it's not. It's not very hard. I don't remember. I, I think it's kind. It seems kind of hard because like it's a. It's a. I'm gonna. A I'm gonna get a game over, game. but I. I feel like I can just I'll be able to beat it. But you've died so many times. Only though, on like... this final level, I have really. Yeah. I don't remember how to. So there's only five worlds in this. Yeah. Huh. Uh, there was also uh, $3 from Ajax2112. Thank you. Saying any difference between the, these are model numbers that I'm sure Steve is familiar with, but I'm, I'm not. A PVM 1953ST and a PVM 1953MD. Okay, so yeah, there's almost zero difference between those two monitors uh, from a retro gaming and a use perspective. Um, the ST most likely is white in color just like the MD would be, which they're pretty much medical use monitors. Um, the ST might have been something in like a lab or in a microscope back in the late 90s, uh, mid to late 90s probably. But there's not really any difference as far as use or um, the 53ST is a great monitor. It's just like 
all the internals are just the same as the 53 md i'm not really for certain why sony chose all the different names and you know alphabets behind each model that they did i think that that st may even have the dual inputs there it is or an rg it's like the m md and uh so you know as far as we're concerned if they're both the same looking they're you know practically the same monitor yeah there, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of my uh like my 13 inch pvms that i've got like i don't know what the model number is on those like i really only know the model numbers on the on my 20 inches like i feel like one of them might be a 19 something but i just i i can't for some reason, I, I I just have this mental block against learning some of my some of what I have. I just like I can't I just can't remember. Um, there is also five dollars from Clinton Bowman. Thank you. Saying loving the channel. I'm glad that I found this channel last year and started my journey into RGB quality gaming. Well, don't forget to check out uh, Steve over at Retro Tech as well. <laughs> Uh, we also had a, a $2 from Jonathan Hinson. Thank you. He says, daily use of my CRT TVs and classic hi-fi components has convinced me that most modern consumer electronics are feel designed for efficiency rather than quality. What changed? Well. Well, uh, that's a big <laughs> right there, isn't it? That's like what caused everything to get shifted over. It's kind of like it's it's an interesting thing where the CRTs were um, not all the CRTs, but they're kind of like this last part of the last era of technology where there still was a, a consideration for maintenance. Yes, and you know now now it's just everything is like now it's replacement, and you literally have companies on newer products that are fighting small time repair businesses um, like. You know, Apple, for example, fighting people that want to fix Apple products um, and not letting them get tools or whatever. So they have to go to Congress and fight for right to repair. So what's, you know, what's changed is big companies are gotten, have gotten used and, and consumers have gotten used to, too, you know, kind of this idea of nothing lasting a long time. You know, mm -hmm. we're, talking, yeah. we're talking about machines we're using uh, that are from the 80s and 90s and maybe early 2000s. So at the youngest, they're all 20 years old. Um, so what what from our modern technology right now that we have today is really going to be good 20 to 30 years from now, yeah. right? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting because uh, you think about, you know, people are spending, you know, $800,000 on a phone, you know, every... <laughs> Every two you know, years. two to three years, and they they don't even think about it. My phone brings me no joy. Like <laughs> th th this is something I've been thinking about lately because um, uh, Henry Clark, who I think is in the chat right now, he uh, you know kind of an update on my internet situation. Uh, he was helping me pick some internet uh, equipment. This week, because as I've said before, I like the idea of renting my equipment from Spectrum. It keeps them, uh, you know, accountable. You know, they aren't going to be like, oh, you better call your modem manufacturer. You better call your router manufacturer. You know, 
um, you know, it, it's five dollars a month on on my bill to use their equipment. Uh, and you know, Henry Clark is very smart about uh, 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 you know, uh, good internet equipment. And I'm like, all right, I mean, anything to make this work. Like, I just want it to work. Uh, and um, uh, so he, you know, looked on the list of modems that, you know, Spectrum allows you to use for uh, my tier of service. And he recommended one and recommended a, a very nice, you know, uh, uh, Synology router. And, um, you, you, you know, like, it's going to take me five years of using that equipment before it's going to like, but you should get, I mean, before I got... I'm going to be saving money. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I'll be using it that long, but here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking about. Like, obviously if the, so far, everything is going great with my internet. You know, I even did a stream test on the backloggery on Friday night streamed for six hours with zero frame drop. So things are looking positive. But the thing is, like, obviously it's worth it, worth paying that, paying that money on that equipment if it's going to work and Spectrum's equipment is not. But owning that modem, owning that router, like, I'm not like, mm, yes, it feels so good to buy that. It brings me no joy. But, like, video game consoles, like, that is a unique box that is going to play unique games in a unique way that like every single game console I own, like has, has a, a purpose and a use. And it, you know, it was just as cool and useful 30, 20 years ago as it is today. and will be 20, 30 years in the future. I'm not going to look back at this mode and be like, Hmm, mm, that, that was a good, that was a good one, you know? Like, maybe it will still be the modem I use in 20 years. I don't know. I don't speak know. for yourself. I'm, I might, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that do. But I don't feel <laughs> passionate about that equipment. And the yeah. same thing with the phone. Like, I don't feel passionate about my phone. Like, I had a Gen 1 uh, Google, Google Pixel. Uh, I just shook my phone's light on. <laughs> flashlight on uh i had a gen one google pixel like if the battery hadn't gone to crap and you know steve you're talking about uh repairing you know you, you know they seal the batteries in there so you're not supposed to replace the batteries you know the battery goes your phone goes basically uh but you know the the thing is like i I, I I was not excited to get a new phone. The only reason I got a new phone was because my battery lasted like an hour. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it gotten that it had gotten that bad. Like otherwise, I, I had no desire to get a new phone. But I have a desire to get new video game consoles, and I think that's that's where like the disconnect it comes for me because you know you're talking about uh, you know. CRTs are like kind of from that last generation of, of equipment that, you know, maybe seems like it was, was built, built to last. Uh, and when I, when I think about people just like not blinking an eye at, you know, gain a new phone every couple of years for, you know, 
way more, way more than a game console. And people, you know, I mean, it makes it makes the it makes the five hundred ninety nine US dollars on the PS three seem like nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and your your PS three. What else can what else can play PS three games? Nothing. Like your PS3 is still very useful today. Your $800 phone is probably not going to be very useful in three years. Like, yeah, you said the battery won't work if you have it three years from now. I know. So, I mean, obviously the PS3, you know, the early PS3, you know, had the yellow line death and whatever. Everything nowadays isn't made quality because there are stuff that's made quality and made serviced. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it seems like, I mean, video game consoles, I think, you know, especially from Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, I think are are very well made. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I do think those are going to last a very long time. <laughs> uh, I, you know, hopefully my OLED TV, I don't, I don't know. But it does seem like a lot of LCD TVs, you know, especially the less expensive ones. You know, I hear a lot of people, you know, our, our friend Drum just... Well, uh, his his Vizio just like caught fire. Just recently? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a couple of months ago, like it just started smoking. Yeah, this so he had to get a he had to get another. And I know Voltar has had several several go bad. Um. So I mean, it's that's one thing I don't take. I've had so many people try to donate. Like, you know, flat screen TVs that don't work to me. Mm. And I read about it the time. It's just like one circuit board in them needs replacing because they're basically built to last a few years. They're, the components internally, they all have like an Achilles heel. And a lot of times they will use um, low-end capacitors in them, you know? Mm. So they are literally like... The, there's parts of that power supply that are only going to last 5,000 hours of use. And, and I don't then, know, uh, I don't know how long, like the actual, like liquid crystal aspects of it are really supposed to last either. Question. Um, you know, my, my dad, um, had a, had a, you know, a, a pretty nice 46 inch Sony, LCD TV, um, and uh, the HDMI ports went bad during a, a thunderstorm. They never worked again. So then he started, you know, hooking up his TV box and Blu-ray player with component, which he was happy with. Uh, but then eventually the the whole TV just died, you know. And this yeah. was, I mean, it died. I don't know uh, about a year ago. I want to say. Uh, maybe a little more than a year ago. And he got that, I want to say, 2010, maybe. Something like that. Or, uh, no, it was probably like 2013. Or, no. It's probably 2000. I have... Regardless, regardless, you know, it did not last as long as you might hope my in-laws buy Vizio TVs and they seem to, some new issues seem to come up with them every four years. And that's what they do. They just come out, take the old one away 
and put a new one out. <laughs> because they, yeah, everyone gets them on those the Black Friday, you know. Right. Uh, you know, they're not gonna. I could look. I mean, I could look that great, right? They're not. Gonna, there's. They're definitely gonna be lag. But, the, but there's a lot of people that don't even care about that stuff. Right. Right. If you get it, you know, and that's you know, like I mean, I've certainly seen some Vizio TVs that I I thought looked, you know, for the price, like a pretty good picture. But now I've been, you know, after hearing, you know, uh, lately about so many that just have died, like I don't know, like my my Samsung, my forty six inch Samsung that I got in two thousand twelve. Uh, I want to say at least three times uh, it has. Uh, the HDMI ports have stopped working uh, after after a, a power outage, and I would have to leave it off for several. Like not only leave it off, but unplug it for several hours. Uh, one time, I even left it unplugged over a weekend uh, just to get those HDMI ports to work again. Um. Uh. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was actually having trouble with it the other day after n nothing happened. So I, I'm a little worried as it is how long that one's going to last. Probably could, could continue to work with a replace HDMI board. But, you know, again, like if I was to replace that, like to replace a 1080p TV, like it, the it's not even worth the cost of fixing it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like because they're, they're, they're almost meant to be so disposable, which is, which is sad, but. And really there was, was uh, there was uh, oh, oh, go on, go on. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's it's fine. We're just finished up. It's, I was just saying that there can also be bad solder joints that develop, like on the inputs for the HDMI. Mm. You get like a, a, a interruption in your circuit, and it and it will just this picture will go out, or if it gets hot, the picture will go out or something, or come back. It's it's weird. Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, oh, you know, my my dad very much has a mentality of. You know, you know, you know, making it making it last. You know, repair it if you can, stuff like that. You know, he looked into getting that Sony repaired, but I mean, it just it wasn't it just wasn't worth it. Uh, there was uh, five Australian dollars from Peter M saying five dollar donation to here. Try say Wilson. <laughs> wow, I saw that. Loud enough. Made me laugh, and now thanks. I forgot. You know. Maybe laugh again. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was dollar uh, nine nine from Gaming Blows. I'm falling behind again all of a sudden. I thought I was caught up. Um, well, those technology rants will get you. Dollar <laughs> uh, nine nine from Game Blows. Bed, phone, and shoes always pay top dollar. Well, I mean, I for the bed. You got to sleep on a bed every night. Sure. That's very true. That's very true. Get older and you definitely need more better sleep, right? Fun though, I I wouldn't pay top dollar. I mean I I got the Motorola phone, one of their current phones, because it, it had very high rating for battery life. One of the best, you know, reviewed battery life of current phones, which was my main concern. Uh and you know it was know half the price of you know the top end phones so i don't know if i grew up playing top top dollar in that regard because i, I mean what am i what am i doing with my phone that, that that i need you know to pay 
$800,000 for. Nothing. <laughs> $800,000. <laughs> you were saying eight hundred to a thousand. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was say trying to say. <laughs> uh, man, I'm falling behind. Where are we at? There was two dollars from Dustin Kramer uh, saying, "What's the most you'll pay for PS5 on release?" Um, I mean, like, I definitely intend to get. I mean, I would love to get both. PS5 and Series X day one, but that's that's a lot of money. I don't know if I can really justify. It I mean, right there's now. like nothing I want on the Xbox. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I I really want more than anything. I, mean, I wish they would just push it back to next year. I think I think I, that would make more people happy than people be upset. Well, people are going to be upset whenever it releases because there's always growing pains with a new generation, you know. But. Um, I mean, I, I'm very interested in the backwards compatibility aspect of the a Xbox, but like, uh, like I, I don't know for sure if this is what I'm going to do, but like, I, I really would like to get at least one of them, unless there's just like zero reason to get a PS5. Shoot. Like, Let's like, it, it kind of depends on when Ratchet and Clank is releasing because I really want that. Um, Hopefully it's a launch game, but if it's not, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I would definitely like to get at least one of them day one, but, and then save one of them to get next year. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of prepared for it to be like $500 if it, if that's what it is, but, um, you know, less would be nice. <laughs> sick probably or something. So. Yeah, it's not gonna be six. It's not. It's there's no way it's gonna be. Six, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be six. I don't think I mean, it's gonna be six. Well, see where I live, there's almost ten percent sales tax on it. So, mm, so, so it may as well be. Yeah, <laughs> it's fifty bucks. It's five hundred. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just was thinking about that. I'm just like not all that excited at all. Just because I feel like I have so much shoot that dead. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you're you know, you're going to get it eventually anyway. Yeah, I mean, Ratchet and I mean, Clank I... being there. If if Ratchet and Clank was a launch game, that's that's basically the only thing that could convince me. I mean, it's just I, I like participating in console launches. It's 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 it's, it's exciting to see you know yeah. the beginning of the generation. You know, I mean, it's yeah, I I enjoy participating. In it. You know. Uh, there was 499 from Sean Quinn saying, Steve, Thank you. have you ever encountered any CRTs that were a part of the capacitor plague 10 years back? How bad were they? And I saw that question. I really wasn't, I'm not 100% familiar with the capacitor plague of uh, maybe. Yeah, Sean, Sean mentioned this at some point before. Something, I, I don't know if CRTs would have been affected necessarily, but there, I guess there was a lot of capacitors that were made in a certain time frame from some company that didn't know what they were doing, or they cloned another design, and a lot of those got out there that uh, you know just caused a lot of problems with various electronics. Well, honestly, the the funny thing about um, 
the ones that probably would have been affected by that time period uh, maybe that's the reason there are a lot of because it's weird the, with sony's even there seem to be more issues with the la last generation of them crts as far as consumer crts is concerned the last generation has more problems mm. than the earlier ones from the 80s and 90s and early 2000s so maybe that is an issue there uh but most of the time again when i'm working on those ones from that era uh you know like the really high-end ones they always used they did they weren't going to let any shady capacitor end up in there i can tell that mm. most of the time from the really high-end ones like again bvms all the bvms from 1999 and on had the best capacitors you could get in each spot and uh so, and especially too, like the L series, those L series, they rarely have problems with their capacitors specifically because they use such good capacitors. Uh, but if you have the, you know, if there's definitely a lower end product, I'm sure they use that and they're probably falling apart. Um, there were some <laughs> that were the nine inch ones that were where the actual boards were manufactured at a different facility in Asia this was back in like the 80s and 90s and they used a different solder mask and, and and their boards tend to break down a lot quicker so i do know that happens with a lot of like the eight inch pvms that are from the 90s but other than that like design most of the pro stuff doesn't doesn't really have a lot of the issues that probably the consumer stuff really did there was uh five dollars from craig wan Thank, Thank you. you. Saying, uh, what are your thoughts on the reveal of Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 35, as well as the games for Mario's 35th anniversary? Mario Super Mario Brothers 35 uh, it appears to uh, run at a square pixel aspect ratio. <laughs> so <laughs> is, no is, shimmering, is that, is that but too the, skinny. Oh, okay. I don't even what. It, what even is it? I didn't did not see the Super Mario Brothers 35. What is it? Uh, it's like it's it's like the. It's not the Game and the, Watch thing, is it? No, it's like the the battle royale version of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I did, did not even see that. I missed where it. Where you're, you know, there's 35 players playing the game at huh. once, and then I guess like things that you do can send, you know, it, very much like in a competitive puzzle game, like you send junk blocks to the other players. Well, in this, you you know. Koopa Troopas or, you know, Buzzy Beetles or Spinies or whatever, you know, fall into into your game. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But here's the weird thing. Much like um, Blue guys. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, it's like only available until March. I think it comes out in October and is only available to March. And it's super weird. Um the uh the game and watch like i'm sure everyone who watches our show noticed like the that's trailer it's, man that is like... it's hard to say if it's directly representative of the scaling in the game or how they capture that but it like it is shimmer city and their screen tearing like oh my gosh <laughs> it's bad it's bad uh Part of me feels like I might kind of need to get one though, because I mean, I would eventually like to do, you know, a video on all the ways to play, you know, classic Mario games. Um, uh, you know, and, you know that that might be one that I should have. 
Uh, I, I think I heard it was only $50, but Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Um, do this. You know, uh, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm equally happy and disappointed that Mario 64 is as basic looking as it is. Like I would have loved a much more extensive remastering job visually, but I was always nervous if they were like full on remaking the game, they would screw up the mechanics. Um, because the mechanics of that game are, you know, have a very specific feel and if it wouldn't be the same game if, if they changed them. Um, and, uh, you know, but I, I can't shake this feeling. You know, I was thinking about the other day, you know, like, I'm sure that the collection is going to be fine and all. Obviously, it's disappointing that Galaxy 2 isn't there. Um, but uh, I, I, I feel like it does a disservice to the, to the Mario All-Stars name because the original Super Mario All-Stars were complete visual overhauls. You know, 16-bit overalls, beautiful 16-bit. I mean, you know, Mario 1 looks a little weird in it, but, you know, Mario 2 and Mario 3 are beautiful overhauls. And, you know, this is kind of just the bare minimum. Yeah. Uh, so A lot of people, like, I think there was discussion that, that, that 64 was going to be completely redone. I mean, th yeah, that's what people I mean, thought before it was announced. And obviously, we don't know to, like, what extent any of these are emulated or like recompiled you know like right. we just we just don't know and i don't know if we will know when they come out like i don't it's it's hard to say like if there will be enough evidence even right when they come out but but speaking of which i mean do you think it's it's okay to say what we're, what yeah, we're planning I, to I do think so, yeah um so i i spent this weekend you know kind of doing as much as i could to impromptu i guess like an impromptu decision yeah, well, you know how we did the NES on Nintendo Switch video, and we got it out really close to when the NES on Nintendo Switch service launched. Uh, that was because we did, we prepped, we, we, we did as much as we could on the video about all the down. previous official ways to play NES games, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, compare against virtual, virtual console and NES Classic and all these other services. Um, we did all of the work ahead of time, everything that we could do while still waiting for the NES on switch service to launch. And then once that launched, we did the rest in like a day or less than two days. Um, so we're kind of, we're, we're not sure if it's going to be a video on 64 galaxy and sunshine, or if it's just going to be 64. Because like the sixty four part is already pretty long, so we'll 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 just see. Um, but we're going to try to get that out like within a day or so of the game coming out. Yeah, uh, you know, Unless just to compare crazy surprises. The right, yeah. right. So um, that's that's kind of the plan. Uh, so I've I've had a lot of fun working on that. You know, because obviously sixty four is you know one of the games I'm most passionate about. Um, and, uh, man, I was, I was capturing some Super Mario 64 DS, you know, from my 3DS with the capture card mod. And it, I mean, you know, that, 
I'm sure a lot of people love that version of the game, but it it just feels laborious to play to me. <laughs> just because, I mean, moving is so difficult, I think. You know, I'm sure, you know, a lot. I mean, I got 150 stars that back in the day, but it, uh, it, it's, I, I just felt exhausted playing it. Like, just <laughs> like, like, it's sometimes hard to just, like, just jump on a Goomba. Like, it just, it's, it's difficult, uh, to control. Um, like, I was just so tired afterwards. I'm like, ugh. Like I, I, now I need to write about Mario 64 DS, but I was so tired. Like I was like, you know, I just want to play the N64 version. <laughs> so I did, you know, I, I, you know, I just did a full, I recorded a full playthrough of the N64 version. Cause obviously we're going to need it for this video. Uh, you know, I did a full playthrough on ultra HDMI and then I'll, I'll capture other, other, uh, you know, material for, for other ways to capture it you know, composite as video, RGB, um, you know, OSSC, retro tank, CRT, all that good stuff. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get that material as needed, um, or not as needed. I'll, I'll get it. But then I went back and, you know, wrote, wrote the section about the, the DS version, but, uh, but yeah, so expect something from us uh shortly after the collection releases uh whether that something is just a mario 64 video or you know all three of them remains to be seen. I mean, look I'll, at that huh you did it yeah with, with, it. with 15 lives or something like that yeah i mean i i can't i mean you did it like from the beginning in like 30 minutes so obviously <laughs> you're 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 good at shinobi so uh, there was uh, $2 from Jonathan G saying, have you ever opened a sealed PVM BVM? I assume sealed. Mm. I, I don't know if seal is sealed, is sealed a, a word that we use when it comes to PVMs. I mean, I, I guess new in box. Yes. And it, it kind of is sealed because if you get one new in box, generally Sony used the very heavy duty staples on the box to close it. So like when you opened the box, you had to use almost a wire cutter to cut that little, it's like a giant staple, you know? Oh. <laughs> so, only reason I know this is because I, um, it's a funny thing. It's the, the tube I replaced in your 14L5 about a year ago. And I think we might've talked about this. I bought a tube that was advertised as brand new on eBay and um, I got it. And it was in that box and those staples were taken out of it. And I opened the box and it wasn't brand new. It was someone had taken the brand new one and took their old one and put it in the brand new box. <laughs> closed oh, it. no. So I had to get in a big, you know, get eBay involved. And the guy refused shipment receiving the, you know, thing. So it actually came back to me and he never asked for it back. So I've still <laughs> got it in, in the box that I packed it. I've not touched it. Oh, it's gosh. I don't know whether it's any good or not, but I do know that. And so, but unfortunately, no, I've had a couple that have been like brought to me in the box. The one that we worked on or that I worked on with you and uh, Matt is, mm -hmm. is was in the original box when he wow. got, but it wasn't, I don't know if it was brand new or sealed, but it might've been. And then I had another person that had gotten, um, Look at that! Load now it says Shadow Dancer from, Two on the title screen. 
I don't know why. Oh. Is it like the oh. hard loop? I wonder. Oh. You should you should ch- check it and see if it's actually any harder. Oh. There was five dollars from Jim uh, Nardeshia saying, "Thanks, Steve, for helping me recap my PVM last year." Awesome, Jim. Good to hear from you. Let's just do Hope it. it's still doing good. I probably wrecked his name. Now, Jim helped me. Uh, I remember researching a lot of caps on one of his. He had a uh, M series, and I think we went through. And actually, it helped me change my cap kit. Added about ten new caps to it after his what he had found through his recapping. So good to hear he still got it going. Uh, and then there was uh, ten Swiss francs, I believe, from David Aaron. Thank saying, you. <laughs> good old David Aaron saying trouble sweet sleeping in Switzerland. Well. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to dial it back and start being boring <laughs> <laughs> to, to help put you to sleep. <laughs> uh, one more and I'll be caught up. Will I actually get caught up? There was $5 from Fried Zombie 4 with a Zombies Ate My Neighbor's Avatar. <laughs> uh, saying, any chance I or Steve can help make, can, can help me upgrade a, a, a Wega... I've never known if it's Wega or Vega. Like I, I've, I've always, always said, said Wega. Wega. Yeah. Uh, KV36FS210 to accept 480p via component. Is that is that is that a thing that's possible? I mean, if you convert it to 480i or 240p, uh, I mean, unfortunately, no, you're not gonna. I've never heard of anybody being able to do that, and. Um, where it could accept that digital signal straight from the board or something, you know. That's or I mean, I, I guess the closest really you'd get is if you hooked up, uh, it, you know, if you converted the uh, the console's output, you know, from RGBs to RGBHV and connected to a VGA monitor. I mean, that's well, yeah, you could if it's the if closest it's, you're going to get. But if the yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And Bob from Retro RGB made a really good video about using, uh, you know, cheaper CRT monitors in that way, like you could still find that were computer monitors. And that's a that's a good idea. I think that you're going to be better off trying to do that and getting a decent computer monitor than ever trying to figure out how to get switching it up there. A Vega or uh. some. Uh, for uh, for the love of the for the love of the game donated two dollars saying it's Vega and and yeah. Mellow Gaming in the chat says I hear in Japan it's called the Sony Balrog, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds pretty awesome actually. That would be good. That's better. <laughs> he switches his pattern up a little bit. Everybody's a little bit faster in Shadow Dancer too, but. For, mo- for the most part, it feels like the same game. Same- levels are the same. Well, now I feel like you should see if you can, like, because then you could, like, mark it complete on your back. That's line. what I'm trying to do. Maybe it's an infinite loop. Maybe it'll be number three after this. Maybe it will. I mean, that would be wild. <laughs> Have you used any continues? Yeah. Like, I assume your continues are carrying over from. No, it doesn't carry over. Round. It doesn't carry over lives or anything. Dad have been asking about HD CRTs, and I know that you talked a little bit earlier try about your experience with yours and um 
I think that like the consensus is for the most part consumer grade HD CRTs are not really a good thing. You know? No, I mean obviously they, they the, do have their fans for sure though. I mean, there's yeah, a lot and, of people to say. Well, you know, I mean, I, it's I was great. I was a to, like, fan for a long time too, but like I think I was also like not that knowledgeable at the time. You know. <laughs> And it's back then, you know, it was the newest, greatest thing. So there's no way we would know that, you know, that right. it wasn't going to be perfect. Because, um, yeah, and then they could be, I mean, they could be incredible for HD content and stuff. Yeah, that's another good point. I, I mean, don't, obviously uh, the, uh, I mean, I, I think one area where they do excel is like 480p, you know. Um, or 480i, like. Uh, you know, if you just really don't want to look at interlacing, you know, it's the interlace on a CRT. So, I mean, that's pretty neat, but, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I feel like I kind of had a lot of sidesteps in my, you know, um, journey to getting to where I am now on video quality and stuff, because, you know, I grew up with, you know, RF only CRTs, you know, very poor quality. And when I got my um uh when i got a nice vga computer monitor before going to college i was like man what if i could play my games on this and i wouldn't need to have a tv at school and so that's why i got that s video and composite to vga box and even though it probably introduced lag that you know i wasn't even thinking about at the time uh you know that was my first exposure to s video and it to me, even though maybe it wasn't handling everything exactly properly, but still to play on that higher end monitor with S video to, to my eyes was this big jump. And, you know, obviously I wasn't like getting scan lines and stuff like that, but like, I couldn't really see scan lines on my TV anyway. And then, you know, I saved up for that HD CRT. I got that and of course, there's no scan lines on that. But again, like I, I didn't know, I, I just didn't know about that at the time. So I kind of had, I stayed within the CRT realm for so long, but I also like when I was finally using good connections, I was not, I was not in that 15 kilohertz environment anymore. So I didn't really get the appreciation that I've developed much more recently for like PS2 games, interlaced PS2 games on a consumer CRT look really cool. Like there's something about the way the interlacing works that almost makes like the geometry edges look really crisp. The jaggies don't seem so bad. It's, it's really incredible. Uh, and so I was playing PS2 games for a long time, you know, deinterlaced on that HD CRT, but I didn't understand what it was doing. But the thing I will say is, I mean, the color and black levels are incredible. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're excellent. I mean, you know, probably better than, uh, than uh, basically any LCD TV out there, you know, uh, up until you get to OLED. But uh, I... I but none of them, I, I don't think there's any of them that handle 15 kilohertz content as true 15 kilohertz. And I think that 
you know, they need to be able to do that, you know, for, you know, to get that true 240p look, that true 480i look, and to work with light guns. Yeah, this definitely don't work with light guns. <laughs> or, yeah, that was one of the first things know. I noticed. I mean, this might sound absolutely crazy, but also, like, of, you know, of course Try would do this. Like, the first thing I ever plugged into it was my NES and Super Mario Brothers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't have HD content. Like in, in retrospect, like the thing was like such a waste of money because like I didn't even have like anything that could take advantage of it. Other, well, I did have, you know, I immediately ordered from Nintendo the GameCube component cables, you know, because I knew I could get 480p on it. So I guess it's not true to say that it was a waste because I was able to get 480p. But I'll admit, I do remember thinking like, 480p games don't look a lot different from the 480i games. I don't understand why. It was because it was deinterlacing, but I didn't understand that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I didn't get a PS3 until 2008. And then I continued to play PS3 and HD with component cables on that TV for... A, a number of years but then you know i'll be honest when i got my first little 720p 32 inch lcd tv um you know main reason i got it is because i wanted to play final fantasy 11 on my tv but i was unhappy with how connecting my p how my pc looked connected to the hd crt and um, I didn't want to play the PS2 version anymore, and I didn't have an Xbox 360. So I, I switched over to the PC version and got an uh, LCD TV that I hooked up my computer to, and I hooked up my other systems to it. And, you know, while I was playing HD PS3 games on it, I thought the, um, I thought the clarity of those PS3 games was so much more um, on the on that little LCD TV than on the HD CRT because you know it has that fixed pixel grid. Um, so I mean, it would be in, now though when I that TV's at my parents' house now. When I look at it now, I'm just like, oh my gosh, the motion blur on it is so bad. <laughs> um, but like, I'm kind of curious now. Like, if I went back and played PS3 on HD CRT again, would I be like, oh, yeah, actually, that's pretty nice because, you know, PS3 games are 720p, which is, for the most part anyway, you know, pretty low resolution, and, you know, you can see a lot of, uh, you know, jaggies, and, you know, the anti-aliasing was not as refined as it is in games today, so, <laughs> you know, I, I do wonder, maybe I would like going back and looking at PS3 on that. I need to look at PS3... I'm sure I've done it at some point, but it's been a long time. I, I need to look at PS3 on, on the 20L5. Oh, yeah, it'll look good on there. Yes, I mean, it's, that's not something I've done really before either. But I do. I guess I do have a setup that I could easily do it. I should. Yeah, I, I could do it, too. I, I've, I've, got, I've got PS3 and got my old fat PS3 set up in a situation where it can output to the... Um, um, to the to the VGA monitor, and it looks it looks awesome. Uh, like especially if you have it set to 480p, just like the menus look so clean because they're 4.3 and yeah. fill that space so nicely. 
does look good as a four three like that. Um, you know, I, one of the uh, BVMs that I had been working on the last few months actually went to our friend Epus Fox. Oh yeah. And that's, oh cool. And that's been what he he's been loving uh, PS three on his you know because it's right, again right. it's the four. So if you can get anything in 720p on a D24, I mean, that is unbelievable. Like, that's the dream, best thing you can pretty much do right there for that. Yeah. Uh, and in the, so I've seen a lot of his pictures on social media, and it just looks incredible. It's, like, way better than anything I've hooked up to. <laughs> uh, we got $5 from EB Chill 2 saying, It blows my mind that Turok on PS3 looks better to me on composite on my Sony, on Sony CRT than HDMI. Take care, guys. Well, I mean... You know, I, I I could understand that to some extent because I mean, you know, some of those those PS3 games, I mean, they felt high res at the time, but uh, you know, they you know they, they definitely have a lot of uh, low res jaggies and stuff uh, that you know I could see a CRT helping with. Uh, oh, it looks like David Aaron has not fallen asleep because uh, <laughs> he has uh, he has five Swiss francs saying my Amiga monitor is super crisp and has awesome colors, but the, but the right upper corner is starting to go up. Do I need a recap? Uh, I, are you talking about like, uh, like when it, like when you say go up, like you're saying like it's like the geometry is tilting up or are you talking like it's like getting that purple tint or something like that? Like, I don't know. Is, is there anything you can do about like the purple tint? Yeah. So, um, and I actually had a discussion with Corey about this because mm -hmm. my garage here has just an incredible magnetic field going on inside of it so that certain crts uh as you turn them those corners will get pronounced colors so really it just has to do unfortunately with the magnetic field affecting that individual tube in that spot a lot of times if it just shows up out of the blue so first thing you have to try to do is degauss it obviously if it and if it doesn't go away then uh, the next step is to try to basically just turn that screen uh, 45 degrees and see if it goes away and keep turning it till it goes away. And you might have to adjust your whole setup depending on mm -hmm. that. Or if there's something, uh, check the environment too to see if there's anything that's adding magnetism as far as like a speaker or even like some kind of power outlet or power supply from something. Um, Can it happen if they just sit on their side like the wrong direction for a long time? Yeah. And if they turn off and just sit turned off for years, you can turn them on and they can look wonky. And especially the colors. Now, that's the purity. Um, so that that's mostly not a capacitor issue. It could be, but mostly the purity is going to be a magnetism issue. So you'll have to use some form of either getting rid of the magnetism or introducing more magnetism to try to correct it. And the way to do that would be go in behind the tube and add a little circular magnet uh, to the tube and try to balance out some of that corner's magnetism. You could do that. And then there are some rings on the yoke that control purity. That's pretty advanced uh, adjustment to do. But those are for purity. Now, if he has a problem where he's got a geometry issue. Yeah, I, I looked and he said that the geometry is kind of going yeah. up in the corner. Starting to show up. Like, if it looked fine before and then it shows up, then yes, there's like a 99% chance that that's a capacitor. Uh, that's mm -hmm. just fail. And if he, especially if it's an Amiga, 
and it's most likely old and it's never probably if it's never been recapped before then i'd say yeah that's definitely where you should start yeah um i uh I, i've seen you do uh in a video as well like uh you know if 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 something was like kind of out of sorts more towards a corner or to one side you can use like you might you might be able to sort of manipulate the picture with like magnetic strips or something like that yeah there are convergent strips uh for the corners uh if you can't get the actual see the way um the way you get the picture geometry set it, it's using magnetism from that deflection coil on the back of the tube is producing the image so uh you can go in in between there's a small area of space between the tube itself and that deflection yoke and so in each corner uh you can go in and stick a strip with a tiny magnet on it and it goes in between that area or space between the yoke and the tube and then you can use that and that will help manipulate a corner either for geometry or most likely if you have a corner where you see color separation in the three color guns, like where you can see a convergence problem. Um, that's where you use those strips. But you can also use that if you're, say, if you have, that's more on like a consumer level where the geometry isn't as great. You can use those strips sometimes to help correct the geometry. Occasionally it will help. Yeah, David, I don't, I don't know exactly where in Switzerland you are, or, or even where in Germany this is. But I know that John Lenneman visited uh, someone in in Germany not that long ago that everyone calls the CRT wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you can find, I'm sure you can find uh, people. I'm sure there's several people through Europe that probably probably work on CRTs. Uh, there was five dollars from uh, Sony File. Uh, saying, Steve, help. My four PVM uh, 8044Qs aren't seeing R RGB21 or SCART proper anymore. The video shows, but it's either no white or green shaded. Well, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds to me like the, the green slash Y inputs might be having an issue. Well, he's probably that. Those are the ones I was talking about earlier that have. Those are the exact models that have the different ports that were made in the different factory. And so they often have uh, trouble where solder joints develop. And um, so cold solder joints develop. And unfortunately, you have to be able to solder to fix that most of the time. Um, and so you just got to check around in there and see those 8-inch PVMs uh, are built a lot like compacted. And they get really hot inside of them. And there's not a lot of space to disperse the heat out of there. So the, the caps go bad in them too. Because uh, the boards are literally all on top of each other. So most likely it's either caps or it's going to be the, um, the, the, you know, you'll have to go through and reflow solder. I actually have a video where I did that about a year ago. Because I have a 841 that did the same thing. Uh, but that's what I would check. There's a uh, dollar nine nine from uh, Peppa Monax. <laughs> Peppa, Peppa Momax. Peppa uh, Momax. Like the, like the Peppa Lagoo. <laughs> uh, saying thank you for helping the retro gaming community. 
Well, thank you. And there was uh, 499 from Retro Dream, who I do recall uh, talking about a newly purchased 20L5. And he's saying, uh, having my first PVM experience right now. Right now. Right now. Right first PVM now. experience right now. Neo Geo Mr. Core on my newly purchased 20L5. The hype is real, my friends. <laughs> Heck Please yeah. Do. I hope you're playing Shock Troopers. Oh, man. Or Neo Drift Out. Um, so good. That was one of the recent consoles I got. I had a buddy here consoleize a uh, Neo Geo for me. You have a cabinet mm. in your you have a, a Neo Geo yeah. cabinet in your in your garage. Um, I got a full cabinet nice. for slide. And but I wanted to have the other one and um, man, I tell you if Somebody, somebody had me service their 2950, and when I got it tuned up, I was playing Neo Geo on it, and it was incredible on that huge screen. <laughs> so I can't 3230 working, and then I'll use it for a little bit on there. But that's a real fun, uh, fun console thing having that. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my newest addition too. But I've only got three games. <laughs> Yeah, I got I've got about the same amount and then I've got that I got one of those um cheap 161 carts. Oh yeah, and yeah. I went in uh you can go in and there are like a pretty decent version like there's different versions of it. So there's actually a couple decent versions of it now and you can go in and like change the capacitors and make it all right whereas like there was <laughs> there were versions of it that were actually like damaged Actually, I guess I technically have four. Artemio helped me secure a uh, uh, a copy of, of Shock Trooper Second Squad for a really nice price, but we're just, uh, you know, holding off on getting it in my possession for now. Well, that's what happened with me with Neo Drift Out, is I was able to got it off of a, a group on Facebook, and then it was right before everything got locked down, mm -hmm. and it shipped out from Denmark, and it, it took like two months to get here. It just yeah. sat in Chicago oh, for a month. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would rather wait for the proper time to get that uh, in, in my possession. There's, there's no, there's no rush on that. Uh, there was two dollars from Jonathan G asking, "What video would you like to see each other make?" Well, I, 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 I know I'd love to see, uh, see, uh, see, see my Commodore monitor in a video when you work on that. <laughs> Yeah, I was saying, I was telling Steve that that's kind of the cool thing about the kind of content that he makes is that every single video or every single piece of equipment he works on, he can make a video out of it because you never know what you're going to run into each time. Even if it's a model you've worked on before, like, you know, yeah. there, there's good information you can drop in it. It's like these 2530s, you know, you could have five different videos on just different problems you have with each one. And uh, nice. it might that you could use that repair on a different monitor that has the same problem. That's not even the same monitor. So, I can't... but yeah, no, I, I don't, I mean, I, I always watch all your guys' videos and blown away uh, by sometimes like ones that I, I don't know that I'll, I'm like, well, maybe this one, you know, it doesn't seem like the ones that I think are, are like maybe um, not 
not as ones that I would be personally as much into, but then I actually end up enjoying those the most. Like, uh, <laughs> so you did on those Game Boy screens, man. Yeah, you were perfect. just watching that when I was dropping off the PVMs, and you're like, how does it get so close? Oh, I love <laughs> the camera lens you're using is incredible. But well, what was uh, funny about that too is since I was shooting, uh, you showed too how how much trouble people. Like I've done those mods and I hate them because of what you said about how mm -hmm. just back of dirt on there. It's like you open it 20 times, you can't get it out, and it's just so. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, I mean, you. And it, it was a great episode. It's just so you know. I, I always like anything. You know, you guys. I would never pretend to tell you what to do. <laughs> a, a, a lot of a lot of people uh, seem to appreciate my 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 willingness to put my. Uh, my my shoddy uh, mod skills. Well, that's kind of my favorite part is when you're using that's those great. when they're using those big clippers. <laughs> you're like it's like way too big. It's like don't watch it, don't watch it. I can't watch it. <laughs> my 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 favorite thing is, uh, I a lot of the sound effects I used in the episode came from Wario Land, and there was. There's this one sound effect that I think is like the sound effects are kind of funny in that game. There's one sound effect that I oh, think no. the file was just called, I think it was just called bump. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 this, it's this kind of mushy, like not quite a farty sound, but it's just, and like when I was like cutting the plastic with, with the, with the knife, it was just, I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that people seem to appreciate about that is that you're you weren't it, it was nice to see something that wasn't like perfect and you're every time that you're doing something you're like this is not a guide but it, yeah. I mean people I, I was you're, you're I, like I out of your surprised. comfort zone with it yeah I'm surprised how uh how, how many uh how much fun people had with the comments and they were like they were like, so I followed this guide and I'm I'm having trouble and nothing's coming on. <laughs> or, you know, some comments were just like, thanks for the guide, guys. <laughs> I, I didn't expect people to latch on to that, uh, that as much as they did, but it was it was it was fun. But you know, like I I I I didn't care how bad I looked to the people who know what they're doing. I put that all out there so that people like look at that and think like wow he sucks at this and you know what <laughs> i i don't think i'd know how to do any better than he did so maybe i should maybe i shouldn't do this <laughs> yeah i mean i tried years ago to do um Game Boy backlight mods, the very first ones, you know, that were out from mm. Handheld Legend or something. And um, the DMG wasn't too bad, but then I was like, oh, I want a pocket that I do that too. And I tried that, man, and I think I ruined four or five pockets Oof. just because I'd always do something and it'd end up with a big black line down the middle and that, you know, trying to desolder that. Oh, that was before pockets I are kind of weird too because uh i mean i never noticed this back in the day so i assume it's because of the age of it i don't know if it's fixable but like if you work on the contrast dial on a game boy pocket if there is something in the scene that has like a higher concentration of dark pixels in a certain area 
then you will see sort of this vertical ghost line come up from that column. And I don't know if it's fixable or not. Um, but like, you know, I, I've seen videos of people doing like the backlight mods and, you know, the bivert and stuff like that. And I, I see them like, I, I'm not sure exactly which Game Boys, I don't know if all of them or, or what, but you know, there, there's like uh, some where they're like peeling layers off of the screen. I'm just like, ah, I could yeah. never, I could never do stuff like that. But now I, now I'm kind of like, man, I, I kind of want to see what, I kind of want just one old school backlight mod and, in my dmg now instead but uh there was uh 20 pesos from uh lunita Productions saying thank you, uh, you saying uh i got a sd2 snes i hope it was worth getting it but you know that i, I that, was, that, that was actually a point i i was uh i was i was gonna bring up you know when we were talking about you know the perception of uh of of uh of of cost uh and how it's it's sometimes skewed on certain pieces of equipment like it blows my mind that people are just like okay with spending nearly a thousand dollars on a phone every several years <laughs> like that sd2 snes like that's going to be good for the rest of your life probably yeah like that's that's that like that's something i don't understand like when people look you know, it's, it's a comment that we get on our videos all the time. You know, they'll look at a flash cartridge or they'll look at a, 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 a mod or or some cable or HDMI adapter or something. It's like $130 or, you know, I mean, even some of the more expensive things, you know, $300, well, $350. Can... It's like, I, don't get me wrong. That is a lot. That is a lot of money. But that thing is going to be something that you that, that is useful for a specific device that will be useful for a very long time right and your phone is probably only going to be useful for two or three years and you're spending three or four times the amount of money on that sometimes so i i feel like Oftentimes that those comments must come from a place of either not putting much value into retro gaming or uh, not much value into the hardware aspect of it, which is Jeez. fine, which is fine. But, you know, I, I do think, you know, we're, we're talking unique pieces of hardware uh, or, or we're talking hardware for these specific not consoles that, you know, it's, I think it's I I think it's worth it in, in a lot of cases, but like I still don't have like a Mega SD or anything like that because it is a lot of money. Even though I could get good use out of it, but I understand, you know, the the value that it does offer. I'd rather spend four hundred dollars on, a, you know, a, a a really nice flash cartridge than a phone. I mean, I have to have a phone, but. I'd, I'd rather not have to spend that money. Yeah, flash cartridges are good, and I mean, they do last a long time. I've had my SD SNES for at least five years. It's been fine for me. Um, plus, it's a great way to get uh, calibrate your 
CRTs yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. you get a ton of use. I mean, it, it's running right behind you right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that stuff is awesome, and uh, that's that's extremely helpful for that. And it, it it's you know, it's extending the life of your console as opposed and your games as opposed to you know opening them and getting them out and putting so, them back in for the consoles. Just Steve, what was what was the first CRT you ever repaired? Because I mean. You didn't you didn't go to school or anything like learn any like any of this stuff. It was, so it started out as mainly like a hobby. Yeah, yeah. So my I mean my educational background. I graduated. I did. It was engineering um, school, specifically actually for concrete. Um, my degree is in concrete, where I was a specialist in that, and then I went and worked in that field for a few. I mean a few years, mm-hmm. and um, went out west, and I came back. And so I always had some kind of, you know, background with uh, working on stuff. But um, it wasn't really till I got back. And uh, I have, I mean, I have two young kids. Uh, my oldest, though, he now is nine. And he got to the age of probably three or four. He wanted to start playing video games again. And so... Uh, the first thing I did was got N64, you know, and I tried to hook it up to my flat screen. And I t- looked how terrible it looked. Um, I remember it. So I went and got um, my family's Toshiba, which I've still got in my bedroom, the one I was talking about a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. It's a 32. So I never did any work on that. But then after that, I bought, I started getting online and I found Bob's page, Retro RGB, back in the, the first page he had. And he had that one, uh, two, two, maybe two pages on there about RGB monitors. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is the craziest thing ever. I just got to see what this is. <laughs> so I went on eBay and um, back then it was like they would go for, and I know this is probably going to make some people go crazy, but it was like it would go for $400 or less generally. And that was with shipping for a 20-inch. Mm-hmm. So... I found a guy in Virginia who was just auctioning off tons of BVMs. And so he had a BVM and I didn't, I didn't really understand what it was. Didn't know much about it, but I bid on it and I got it for like 400 bucks shipped to me. It shows up and it's this darn BVM a series monitor that has a HD only card in it. So I'm like, Oh my goodness. I bought this whole thing. I got this monitor here and I can't even run (laughs) an HDMI into it through converters. So I was really upset with myself by doing that because then, like, I saw that the the cards for it were impossible to get. So um, I pretty much just put that one on the back shelf. And after that, I bought a PVM, which was a 1954 Hue. And that one was awesome. I got that one out of an auction on eBay again. And it was from a government waste company in Ohio. And they had somehow gotten it from NASA. So it had all these NASA metal plates inventories from NASA on it. That's cool. A friend of mine locally wanted it, so I sold it to him just because I can't keep all of them. And uh, so that was the first one that actually got me into looking at it because even though I got it and it had incredibly lower hours on it, it was shipped perfectly. I got extremely lucky on that one. I probably paid 200 bucks for that one back in the day. 
so that but that one got me understanding that finally i figured out that there was a service menu and that's how i started adjusting that and then i got that one tweaked out just using the service menu and then i fell into a kind of honey hole situation where i started getting more monitors <laughs> and as i got more the com the I'd end up with like five or six that had serious problems that were obviously internal. So um, it took me years to just kind of work through, figure out what was going on, study the manuals. Um, I mean, I even went back and went through these terribly boring. Uh, <laughs> I took like community college level courses on basic electronics mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube, you know, like, <laughs> like you know i just sat there and watched these guys talk about electronics to understand it and then um the first things i started servicing would have been game consoles and then i moved to the crts after that but yeah that's the first one was i got was that 1954q that's the one i started with and figured out how to do things how to service it and then also like i recapped it um and then uh after that it's just like that's what got me going down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out what's going on. I remember for the longest time, I didn't even understand how to properly discharge it. And so, um, like I had quite a few monitors for a while after I got my first big load that I just didn't even know how to discharge it. Um, <laughs> so back then the only people you could talk to was people that were into arcade forums. Right. And they were working on CRT. So you just had to take whatever they would give you some information on how to service a CRT because they're still doing it. Uh, so that was uh, that was where a lot of the information came from and a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of things that I realized back in the day that I didn't know how to fix that were extremely simple and uh, could have fixed. But that's how it goes. So, um, like I said, thankfully, people still want to get theirs fixed, you know? Yeah. There was... There was a $5 from <clears throat> John Perry G saying, uh, Steve, I have a Toshiba 27 AF 45. It has some geometry on the sides on older side scrollers. What do you think? And MLIG, are the HD retrovision cables good? Yes, the HD retrovision cables are perfect for a CRT like that. I think that's the same model Corey has for his Toshiba. Uh, I've, I've got the 24 inch version of that. And, uh, like that's that's one of the best use cases for the HD retrovision cables in in my opinion. Um yep. but perfect. Yeah, with uh with side scrollers you will see geometry issues, you know, especially on those CRTs that are flat. They tend to have more visible geometry issues. Um you know, when I got my HD CRT I noticed that as well. Like I noticed this like, like sort of ribbon effect across the screen. And I'm like, I never noticed this on like other CRTs. And what I kind of did, like it really bothered me at first. But what I did was I kind of almost retrained my eye to rather than I'm like looking at the whole scene and I'm noticing the the geometry wave. Now I like kind of my eye kind of goes from point to point. Like I'm looking at the sprites. Like I, it's it's difficult to explain, but like I I kind of got into this way of looking at the game that like I don't notice geometry issues as readily as I used to. Um, 
but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let I'll let Steve say what, what, whatever he he uh, he knows to say about geometry on 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 that model because you did work on geometry on my yeah. four uh, twenty four inch version of I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the AF forty five. I think so too. Um, that's that's definitely everything you said there is completely. Uh, I mean, there's you're always going to have that issue on those flat screens for the most part. Uh, the good thing though that we like we talked about on yours. If you have the factory remote, it's quite simple to get in there. And I don't remember the exact button combination, but you just press a couple of buttons to get in the service menu. And you may be able to just tweak a couple of those service line items in the pen geometry and make that. Or the um, also there's like a linearity adjustment in there. You can try it and see if it'll actually look better by just going up one or two adjustments on there. Uh, because I think that even with yours, there was just a tiny bit of adjustment we made on yours mm-hmm. to try to make the screen look a little bit better. But you're, you're. I think I feel like it always just, it always just going to look somewhere because the screen's trying to roll along something that's curved. You know, it's designed. Mm-hmm. Signal is, it's just going across something flat. Yeah. So especially with those flat ones, I do think that's something to keep in mind. It's not going to be perfect, but. You know, I feel like if you can make peace with it, then you just start to not notice it as much anymore. But certainly if if you do have a, the means to launch the 240p test suite, I mean, that will be hugely helpful for you to adjust that geometry. But you, you found the, the information on how to open the service menu like really quickly on Google. When uh, You can literally, with the Toshibas, there's a couple, you can literally Google Toshiba CRT service menu. And, and it'll give you, just on the Google pop-up, a couple of different ways to try. And one of them works for every Toshiba if you have the regular remote. Corey, I noticed that you're, uh, in some situations, you're taking more than one hit. How 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 did you get You don't take damage to do from that? touching enemies. Oh, and you can, you that's, can really that's use right. that to your advantage. The, the, the original Shinobi is like that, too. It's easy to think that that anything can kill you, but you can, they'll just like, they'll knock you back if you touch them. As long as you're, if, as long as you're not getting hit with like a bullet or a sword. Mm-hmm. Sorry. For something like uh, this, it's important to use that to your advantage. Uh, Lunita Productions, who was uh, talking about the, you know, hoping the SC2 SNES was worth it uh, with 20 more pesos, saying, uh, I still use my Mega Everdrive X5 for three years. And, you know, hey, I still use, uh, I still use the 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 old hand-me-down Mega EverDrive that Corey gave me, uh, but you know it's just a bare basic one. But although it, not for much longer, when, after I finish this episode, then you're getting the the Mega EverDrive Pro. Well, you yeah. yeah yes that is true, but I wouldn't be surprised if I still use it because uh, Scott Davis also hooked me up with uh, an X5 that he retired after. Uh, oh right. Uh, after um uh getting a mega sd and you know i i i have made great use of having two ever drives you know just in uh it makes it a lot easier if i need to capture like composite and rgb from the same scene i can uh i can bring it up on both systems right uh you know it the same time and stuff like that so it's 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 actually pretty helpful for making comparisons and stuff because i've 
uh you know i've got one on one genesis one on the other genesis you know so it, and you know down here uh you know i've got my um my mega sg so i'll probably end up using I'll, I'll probably mostly use it with that for sega cd on the on the mega sg so so there, there is uses for more than one flash cart in our world anyway i'll for grab the person it'd be it'd be pretty, for it'd be pretty stupid. half hour I'll grab one other something else off the shelf. Let's see, there were a couple of others. Let me scroll down. Oh, was uh, was Rears to Bloods? I'll have to get Corey when he comes back to look up that one because I don't think that was in the super chat. Um, we've got a, uh, we've got, we've got, got a, uh, the the usual uh, <clears throat> Ben Brody. I have to. I have to <clears throat> work up my vocal cords to do a Ben Brody donation. <clears throat> no, that was, that was not quite right. Oh, it's got, it's getting Sandy excited here. <laughs> Two dollars, but you have to say it like Wario. <laughs> what, what, what was that about, Sandy? What, what, what was that? Did that get you out of your comfortable spot? Uh, Corey, there was a donation from Rears to Blood, but I don't oh, yes. think it was in the super chat. Right. It says uh, for one dollar. Thank you. Saying are th are these good CRTs? I got a Panasonic uh, CT332SL14J with component. I uh, thought it was an HD CRT earlier, but but not one, thankfully. And a Sony KV20TS32. Uh, and they should be decent, you know, as long as they um, yeah, they do have. Can you even you know, like remember any these, these numbers? A lot of times. <laughs> the what? Can you even remember a lot of these numbers most of the time? Some of them, if they're you know, like I know what a KV is for sure, because that's Sony's basically go-to line. I mean, that's a really good CRT. As far as the Panasonic, um, I don't really have a lot of experience with Panasonic CRTs, but. When you get in a lot of those shadow mask companies, they were using, uh, they didn't even make their own tubes. All got like the same mm. tubes sourced from certain tube manufacturers. So uh, there's still a lot out there that have good CRTs, you know, that, uh, but those are probably fine. I'm sure if they're, you know, if they're four by three and if they work and have good geometry and if they have component inputs on them, then that's even a bonus because you can easily either use you know, the game cables we were talking about from, um, you know, the component cables or mm -hmm. some type of uh, co converter. That yeah. The easiest way. Um, I know a lot of people like to go in and RGB mod CRTs, but um, unless you really just want to, you know, it's almost just as easy to just get those component transcoders and cost less money almost to just get that than even. Right there and spend all the time rgb modding your crt the consumer one but um yeah i mean like i said if they're the most important thing now is they work you know yeah. consumer. i still feel that a lot of consumer crts unless there's something special um you're still better off nowadays trying to just replace it as opposed to troubleshoot problems and repair it 
we're still at the era with a lot of we still can just go on like i said i go on my local facebook marketplace and find tons of trinitrons and uh toshibas and even jvcs and usually they're fifty dollars or less you know mm. anybody's asking for money for them uh, i mean i was even because i got somebody that uh one of the guys actually did a super chat earlier uh pat and he was talking to me about getting a uh, a consumer CRT. So I've been looking through my area and this week I found a JVC D series. That was a 32 inch and, um, that was 50 bucks. I didn't go buy it, but that was there. And then, uh, I also found somebody that was given away a free Toshiba. That was the a series. That's the curved glass. And it was a 36 inch. That was about Ooh. the biggest one. And it, and it had one of those built in, uh, you know, silver, entertainment centers to go with it because it's so big mm, but i was yeah. like uh, yeah, i i uh <laughs> i almost um i've i've got like i don't check it very often but i've got you know my neighborhood or i guess my area has has you know that next door website it's like facebook for like the local neighborhoods oh, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. um I got a little, I, there was, you know, when I was in, One, I'll tell you once in a while, I'll, I, uh, I check, check for CRTs there, even though I've never actually gotten one. And I, I always wonder why did I look this up? Cause now I want to go get it. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, one time I almost got one and it was, it was a 32 inch, but it only had S video. Uh, I would have gotten it now though, because like at the time I just didn't have anywhere to put it but then i got this like really nice old tv cabinet that it would have been perfect for uh, uh and maybe it could have even been rgb modded i don't know um but yeah it, it would have been great but i um i i just i it, it was it was bigger than i realized too from the picture because the lady was just like well i put it out on the on the porch <laughs> and i'm like oh I looked at him like, ooh, well, first of all, I didn't think it was that big and I didn't bring any help. And second of all, I probably don't have room for one that big and there's no component. So I was like, eh, maybe not, even though I, I really kind of wanted to. Then I sent her another message and I said, I said, please don't throw it away because <laughs> retro gamers really, really need these. <laughs> and she says, yes, I know. That's why I'm not, why, why I'm not throwing it away. <laughs> There's a massive. Whoa! Uh, yeah, there. there well, was. hold on. First, first there was a, a Warren Hokey right uh, yeah. donation. Let me let me read that first. Uh, 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 saying, uh, "Play your childhood systems or preserve them." I mean, I what I have that is my original. I play it. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not overly worried about you know. Uh, you know, especially the cartridge systems. I'm not really overly worried about use uh, degrading their life. Um, except in a lot of cases, they're, they're not the ones I use now because like, for example, my Super Nintendo, uh, you know, right now I use a modded mini primarily, but you know, I use my original some, some and, you know, show production, uh, especially if I'm capturing like composite or S video or something like that. You know, I'm using my original GameCube. My original PS2 doesn't really read discs anymore. Um, I don't have my original NES, but 
I kind of took a, a stance of uh, I, I had my cousin's NES and then the NES that I rebought uh, like in the late 90s. Uh, and I decided to keep my cousin's stock, but get the Ultra HDMI and the one that I bought back in the day, just because my cousin's is kind of like my childhood system in a way, because I did play on it. It's, but I did eventually put a, a blinking light win in it. Um, I'm playing this on my childhood Genesis. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe it. if you have your original systems, I mean, I'm not... I beat I'm Shadow Dancer really on the same it. same system I beat it on as a kid. I mean, and what's... And, what and not good, the same copy of the game, but it was the same. What, what, what good is that system doing, you know, being just preserved as opposed to being played on like you may as well play on it like as long as it's gonna work because just the natural passage of time is also technically degrading it in some way so enjoy it while you can i i i, I say um and then there was a 50 dollars super chat hey, from thank you xenos paradox wow thank you thank you very much Saying, uh, big fan of M-League for several years. Steve, should I finally be brave and recap my 20L5 using a cap kit from Save on Pat? Or maybe try to find someone do it for me. Wonder if anyone in the Houston area can help me out. My unit power's on, but no picture. Well, you know, um, unfortunately, that's not the monitor. You probably want to try to just jump into yourself. If you're not if you have no experience whatsoever, yeah, uh, because obviously so. one there going on. And that one is really, um, really compact. And I don't want, um, you know, the thing about save on Pat's kit on that monitor is it might help uh, because he also has a couple of ch uh, regulators that he has in that kit. that if you are having trouble or you're having some problem, it's worth trying, uh, especially if you're not getting a picture. It's not, I mean, if you have the skills, I'd say go for it. But if you don't, um, I mean, it'd be better trying to find somebody to do it. I don't know anybody in Texas personally on CRTs. Uh, unfortunately, you're like in the middle land where it's between me and Save on Pat. So you have to try to get it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would not try to do that um with you know unless you're pretty skilled at soldering that one uh, two things about that one is it's it's there's a lot of boards a lot of connections a lot of cables in there it's not i mean it can be overwhelming um again if you're not used to it because the other crts are kind of easier to service than the 20l5 but yeah i mean that that i mean that's one of the most sought after ones so I mean, you really don't want to like no screw it up you and know it's, it's just sort the, of a first experiment yeah the circuit board on there can be like you could easily damage it um with the wrong equipment and damage something on there and just basically ruin the whole darn thing and you don't want to do that uh so so i would um maybe cut your teeth uh on a get somebody on like a on like a consumer crt or something yeah. first 
yeah, you definitely, if you're going to end up doing it yourself, you're going to need to get some skills. And you can do it on CRTs or anything. Skills. Just soldering uh, skills so you can figure out just how to remove components safely without damaging boards, pretty much. Um, that's it. Yeah. But certainly your your channel is a great resource for people who are, are curious about getting into it. But definitely does not sound like, I mean, you know, obviously from just watching your videos, though, you're not going to walk away from it with the skills to just do it yourself. You know, you still need you still need experience and you probably still need to ramp it up on simpler monitors or TVs first. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, shouldn't. Definitely should just try to jump into that on a complicated monitor like that. There's a lot of easier CRTs to jump into. Uh, and I would definitely, but it, hey, it might be worth, you may find somebody locally in Texas. Texas is big. There's a lot of, yeah. you know, there's probably somebody there. There's a lot, you know, maybe, um, you know, that's what I'd recommend. Do. Try to find somebody else to do it. Or if you're stuck doing it yourself. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah. $2 from Wade Simmons asking uh, JVC AV30W or Sony KV24FV300. <laughs> yes. Yes. Another. I, another... I, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming that, that uh, I'm assuming that, that Steve is the only person who those numbers mean anything to <laughs> that are in this chat. <laughs> it says that people have made yeah. it. But yeah. Like. <laughs> my life now is determining what model numbers are for crts <laughs> those two i saw that question and i googled pictures of those crts they both if i'm not mistaken appear to be flat screen like uh but four by three component maybe level crts all things being equal and if they're both flat like that i would go with the trinitron uh screen off the two of those so <laughs> that would be the kv 200 or 24 fb 300 that's it <laughs> um and then there was five dollars from joseph joseph bergeron bergeron, uh, bergeron. Oh, okay I'm, um, I'm guessing saying uh my pvm 14 m4u buttons don't always work right right away the uh the external sync button is the worst i often have to hold it down or spam to get it to register Corey, isn't that the one that your your, I, your front panel buttons didn't work i on? had a problem similar, with that, and that's what steve fixed model. at retrocreate for me yeah well, I, don't, I don't know if it was that same model but it, it was similar it was. i think i think it was or it was a 1350 no that was i, I, I think it was it was the uh, is the md version of that same one the mdu yeah. yeah yeah but i think it's like the the m isn't the uh uh, 14 M4U. That's an eight. That's 800 line, I think. And the one I had yeah. is is 600. But the buttons, I'm sure that it's probably just the thing with that button board. And yeah. uh, just like so, Corey had some problems where his was just not even responding. And it was funny because we were sitting there with uh, so many people. They're like, "What? What? What makes you think that?" Somebody was like, "What makes you think it's just going to be this button board? There's not even any components on it." And I was like, well, I, I guess I don't know. Thanks for. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny because like had Corey hadn't Corey hadn't mentioned it to you before you came, but you just happened to have it with you. No, no I, I went and got it. 
I, I mentioned it. Yeah, I mentioned it previously. I brought the part. So anyway, uh, you'll need to probably get a new button board, and I guarantee you, there's been one. Um, there's been one on eBay for a while for like forty bucks. But if you want to send Save On Pad an email, I bet you there's a good chance he has that button board. You'll just have to take the PVM all the way apart to get the button board out of it. Let me see if I That's can. That's the only. Is that is that a pretty common uh, thing to go bad, or is there possibly something flaky with that particular model that it just happened to be Corey's and this other one? The only the only thing it could be if it's if something's wrong, it's uh, there's a couple of cables that are connecting that board to the main board. Maybe those became dislodged, so you could open up and first look, see if that's dislodged at all. And if that's partially dislodged, that could be why half the buttons aren't working. Mm. But other than that, my guess is it's either over time, somehow some of them got cold solder joints on them or something's gone bad. Actually, I, I threw that board in my scrap pile, Corey, and I've not touched it since. So I didn't even test to see if I could fix it. Yeah. <laughs> it literally got packed up in my scrap pile, but it would be much easier and troubleshooting the board just i mean i guarantee you pat will probably sell it and i think the one on ebay was like 40 bucks but you can get the same oh, you got to go at 60 frames now yeah i messed around with the settings just because i what you... causes it to do that i don't know anyway sorry <laughs> um but yeah that's what uh i guess that's kind of i can't even remember what we were talking about there for a second we were talking about the the front board uh, going bad uh Gotta, but you can get what I was going to say is you can get a board for like um, any type of almost PVM that's similar to that and it will work with it if it's got the buttons. So you don't have to be, have to be a 14M4, it could be a 14M2, it could be an Olympus OEV mm. uh, 2 or 203 or 1954, 1953. Those are all the same part numbers for those. So you do have a wide range of part numbers that you get. That's why it should be a pretty common part. Um, and once you change it, your buttons will work perfectly. Probably. I see see Dad72 in the chat is asking if anyone tried to rush on 5 on CRT with a digital analog converter. I think it may help with the lag. Might help less than you think. I mean... You know, obviously with HDTVs, you can have a, you know, a game mode that, that reduces the lag to the theoretical minimum that that, that TV might have. But uh, when you're already sending an HDTV a progressive image, uh, like you would be getting out of a Retron 5, usually uh, it's not going to have have like even if like say the native resolution of the tv is 1080p or 4k you're sending it say 720p from the retron 5 um it's still in my experience any progressive resolution on an hd tv or 4k tv tends to have the same amount of lag um where you really get lag is with 240p or 480i because it's deinterlacing 480i and it's mistaking 240p for 480i and it's adding deinterlacing. So you know, I I just today uh, 
you know, someone who all they seemed to care about was, oh my gosh, I've got lag. You know, I bought real Super Nintendo and Genesis carts. I've got lag. And, you know, I responded saying, you know, well, there's a lot of solutions you could go for. You know, this was actually a response to the original Frame Meister video, which, you know, I was like, eh. He's like, would a Frame Meister fix my problem? And I'm like, eh, don't get a Frame Meister because they're discontinued and very expensive now. <laughs> uh, and there's actually, um, you know, other devices that if your main concern is lag, have even less lag than a Frame Meister. You know, there's the OSSC and the RetroTank. And I said, but you know, OSSC sounds like it might be a little more complicated than what you're looking for. If you just want to work, but have less lag, while well, you can use the cables that come with your system with the RetroTank. Um, so like I say, even if you converted it, the, the Retron for a CRT, I, I, you would probably save a little lag, but not as much as you might think most of that lag is just emulation lag that's built into it um un unfortunately um but the emulation lag odd does vary from system to system so you know i i found to be pretty bad on super nintendo and gba but like other stuff you know depending on your tolerance for lag might be might be more tolerable uh, there was $5 from Ender2999. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, saying, hey, Steve, do you know if the capacitor kit for the 20M2U slash 20M4U is the same for 14-inch models, uh, 14M2U or 14M4U? Looking to do a cap replacement. Yeah, you're going to be... Uh... Uh, there's like 95 to 97 percent uh identical apps on those chat on those monitors um and anything that you're going to be replacing for like a cap kit they're going to be the same on those like m2 m4s and even 14 to 20 inch now some bvms and other monitors will be a little bit different but uh most of the time a corresponding 14 inch monitor will have the same caps as like a 20 inch one uh and uh so yeah that specific one is the same and if you guys if you're looking for a cap kit and you don't specifically want uh you know you want to do your own cap build out there's a great resource on reddit that has all the service manuals nearly all of them for professional monitors in one spot and every one of those things has the complete component list in the back uh, so if you really like, if you wanted to eventually go in and just you know, start repairing it, you can literally go in there and get all the parts listed right there. Um, if you want to make your own cap kit, uh, I do make cap kits sometimes. And I just e put my email address in the chat a little bit ago. Uh, if somebody wants to email me a cap kit questions, but yeah, they're the same. You know, um, our, our, our good friend John Lineman just got, uh, I'm not sure exactly what model it was, but he got, he just got a BVM and he was, he was, you know, kind of dropping out a little discord chat, you know, some, some live impressions of, of, of testing it out for the first time. And he was just like, oh my gosh, like they totally take the, uh, the, the safety rails off because 
they just straight up let you push uh, push some of the uh, service menu values like way beyond what is safe to do. Yes, you can you can blow up your BVM or PVM <laughs> sometimes. Joke, like I was reading, and uh, if you adjust the wrong thing on it, uh, anything. At first, you know, if it says frequency on the adjustment potentiometer or the adjustment, it's generally best to not mess with it. If it says <laughs> something frequency, because for some reason that voltage on the frequency lines is tied into a lot of important components in a crt and you end up spinning that thing and you can blow an ic or okay. man just like so yeah there was a uh i see that that uh, henry clark is mentioning his super chat earlier i think we missed it oh did we miss it uh and he repaired uh 14 and 20 inch pvms for sale up yeah. soon we'll drive for the right deal <laughs> no i've got um most of my PVM sales, um, <laughs> I've been trying to even. I, I can't. I can't get like a, a great number of. Um, I guess what is it? Uh, inventory. You know, I can't keep inventory in, and um, most of the time, you know, people. I've got people now that are kind of on waiting lists. You know, for a lot wow. of things. So, because I mean, I just don't have as many as. It would be nice to have PVM to buy for everybody, uh, <laughs> but it's just not like that. And of course, though, it is better if you're uh, uh, driving in. Uh, my best, like the best thing, is if you're if you really want a PVM. And um, I don't, you know, I don't try to push this, but the big uh, very much, but the biggest thing to do is to get uh, in direct contact with me, and that's the best way is through the uh, Patreon app. Even if it's just like a dollar a contribution, uh, that's just really the way that I can really get through a lot of messages. And if that's how I keep like lists of people, because mm -hmm. um, it—I mean—it does you know, get overwhelming. Just like when you have your email like like out there. I mean, we get questions all mm -hmm. the time, and sometimes they're just like really in depth, and it's it's very difficult to respond to everything. Yeah, and then like a really long drawn out thing and you're like oh, i'll answer that later and then you just unfortunately forget but yeah um and it's nothing but again if you're in like a real serious situation where you want to get one my best advice is to do it like that and unfortunately you know it's not going to be like an incredible deal most of the time what i do is try to find a 14 inch crt that's decently priced around market value and then i service it and then so then you're just looking at buying it for whatever you would buy it for plus my services and then you come get it um and i mean you know the best deals for like a 14 inch pvm right now are generally if you find them on ebay or something it's going to be about 250 or 350 dollars just for the monitor if you're that's a good price on there if you find one and then you send it to you know me and then i service it and then you either pick it up or whatever but um that's pretty much the best way. Or like I said, get on my list and then that's what I do for you. And then instead of you doing all that, I just do it and then tell you when it's ready. Cause I've got somebody else now, this one, um, you can barely see, I don't think you can actually see the picture here, but there's a 14 L two up here. That's getting a tube replacement. And that's somebody has been on a waiting list for it. 
Uh, I was going to try to sell it through a website, but again, it's too sporadic. And um, I just don't have a constant, steady number of them in. Uh, Corey, there was a $1 donation from Bag of Schmidt, but I don't think it's in, uh, oh, I don't I think see. It's in the Google chat. Yep. Uh, it says, have you ever heard of a PVM pass-through output not working? Uh, I've never got my 14L5 to do it. I have, have any of you played... <laughs> also, have any of you played the Tony Hawk remake yet? Uh, on that note, really quick, I have not got it yet. I really, really want to get it. Uh, I'm a big fan of... third one's probably my favorite, but I am I am eagerly anticipating playing the HD version of 1 and 2. John, John was just gushing about it. Yeah. I mean, it's... I didn't even know it exists. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not into Tony Hawk, but you might uh, like it more than you realize. It's not mm -hmm. it's not just like a skateboarding game. It's like more to it. I, I've never really been to like tricks though, like even in like Wave Race or anything like that. Like, eh, like. But anyway, I, I I wasn't even aware that that was coming up until John started, you know, being like, "Oh man, this is really good." Um. But yeah, what uh, what was the other question? I think that was more for Steve. Or oh, the the output not working. You know, oh, yep. I feel like I I have I feel like I may have had a situation where that didn't work correctly, but it, it I can't remember what what would have led to that. Yeah, I I mean if if there's something wrong with that, then there might be an issue on the actual output board itself um and if it's an l series uh check and see if the other outputs work on like composite or s video and um maybe even if you have one of the cards that you can insert like the six the 129x test its outputs and single it down see if it's just a single output or if it's every output and that's kind of weird. It's got to be something either in the settings or something in the monitor itself that's not working to get all the outputs out. But if you can narrow it down where it's just one output, it's most likely a, a cold solder joint on that connector or some kind of component on that actual input board is failed and not working. Um, so that's how I would troubleshoot it, though. Try it. Uh, on the different outputs and see if it's doing on all the outputs. And if it is, then something internal is going on. But if it's just one, then you know something's going on with that single output. Um, yeah. Well, it, you know, if you were if you remember um, when you were at my house, I was having trouble with uh, S video on one specific monitor, and it was so interesting because. S video colors were like distorted on on one monitor, but the output was still working to the next monitor. Yeah, like the but one. Yeah, since then, know. though, like the S video just doesn't seem to work on it at all. In the past, through isn't working either. So I just I bypassed that one monitor for S video, but everything else on it works fine. But yeah, so I mean, those, those things can have problems. Um, uh, there was also $5 from Vanessaria saying, Steve, thank you again for doing that recent cap kit buying guide video. 
Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the awesome write-up. I was, I wanted to say thank you, Vanessa Area, for uh, that awesome write-up on it. Anyway, she did a good one on uh, the website Retro RGB. Yeah, I Maybe. saw it posted there too. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, Bob sent me an email. I made a first video about cap kits, which was kind of vague on things because I didn't want to open a big. I, I thought maybe it would ruffle more people up than it did, and it didn't really. <laughs> nobody really got upset about it because you never can tell. People can get kind of particular when you get into specifics. Yeah. But I asked some of my friends, you know, who've also they also. I mean, there are some people that work on. Uh, CRTs that I talked to, I'm like, what's your opinion on it? And I, so I did get other people's opinions that work on CRTs to see what they thought. And uh, we were all kind of on the same page and consistent thoughts on what we would do with them. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're looking for cap kits, um, or I mean, if you, yeah, if you're looking to replace caps, there's a, it can be kind of overwhelming, but, uh, you know, just take some steps and <laughs> right one. I'm dying. Dave Blaygun with a dollar ninety nine says, "My <laughs> wife hates CRTs. She also hates me." Any tips? Are, are there is is there is there a connection between the two? Because if so I can kind of I can the, and relate I'm, in I'm, some I'm, ways. Because <laughs> Dave's actually he's a Patreon member, and I've fixed I fixed a bunch of CRTs for him. I've actually got two in here of his still. Uh, Corey, do you remember the really crazy looking old NEC like wood box? Did I show you that one? Ah, uh, you didn't. It was. Oh, there's a huge one here that's like a. It's it's really old school from the 80s, and it's NEC, and it's in a wood crate style, like wooden painted black box. And uh, if you open it up, the entire in inside of it is lined in like beautiful copper like sheets of copper. <laughs> and so um, that one's got to get redone, but he uh, he's he's brought a bunch of them, so yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. There's no tips. Tell tell uh <laughs> they, you know, she she already she's married to him. He's you know, she's not going <laughs> for life. No. She's married to the CRTs, right? <laughs> no no one uh no 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 one here uh other than Sandy to to dispute anything about my crts you know i've i've got i've got a i've got a photo of her after i sometime i think of the first week i had her when she was a puppy staring <laughs> staring at her reflection in the glass of Corey's uh 20 m2u mdu uh before i uh brought it to him in a few weeks after that so you know i i think sandy's cool with the crts <laughs> uh Steve, did, with with you sitting behind that desk and everything right now, has everyone has, has anyone ever uh, told you that that you kind of look like, uh, or has anyone ever said that they remind you of uh, Super Dave Osborne? You ever gotten that before? Super Dave Osborne. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I like in the past, I've always gotten the um, Chris Jericho stuff. So, do you know who uh, he is? Yeah, he is, he is a wrestler, right? I used to, um, <laughs> I used to actually go to wrestling uh, in Nashville sometimes with my friend who's a bank president. He'd have suite tickets, mm -hmm. and no one wanted to go to wrestling. 
like, <laughs> was like we watched it growing up together like we grew up together mm-hmm. yeah so i would go there and get confused like people are like what's chris jericho doing walking around backstage <laughs> <laughs> in the concourse it'd be like ah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I I just get I sound like Tom Hanks, and then sometimes people, which one? people also people also say leave comments saying, "Oh, he looks like whatever that guy's name from The Office is." Oh, oh man, <laughs> just Dave. That's that's Funkhauser from uh, from uh, Larry David. Uh, what's that show? Curb Your Enthusiasm. That guy actually passed away last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Super Dave. Yeah, Super Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Played that. I, I, you know, I never saw that, but I, like, I, like, he for me, hilarious. it was like a, like, you know, when he was Super Dave, like, <laughs> he'd always yeah. do these big elaborate stunts, but they'd always like mess up in some way. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like my uh, how good I am at NHL '94. I thought I'd be in here doing there's a good some, job, but there's like some alter, there's some like scary burly. UFC fighter that people say I look like too, and I was like, "Oh man, that guy kind of looks scary." I can't remember. Uh, there's a uh, Jake Hughes in the chat saying, "Question for Steve regarding consumer says, would it be possible to take a curved tube from an XBR88 and put into an to scroll up into a FV310? Would have to modify the bezel and stuff, but could it work technically?" I, I don't know. The problem is going to be um, getting the right amount of drive into the yoke because it's really hard to piece together a tube and a yoke with a chassis if they weren't originally designed which just means the main board and then the deflection yoke so i don't i don't know i mean i don't think that you know you'd pretty much just be like doing it as an experiment and seeing if it worked um if, yeah, I if. mean, you know, that, that story that Jose told in uh, Analog Frontiers Part 2 about how he found it, I don't remember yeah. That's type of what model of TV he was putting it into, but, like, he found a sharp tube and he put yeah. it into something else and it, it worked. But, uh, you know, like you said before, like, a lot of, you know, Sony manufactured their own screens, but a lot of these other companies were just getting their tubes from all the same place. So it's entirely possible they could be compatible. Yeah. See, there's a big, there's a big uh, amount of uh, arcade chassis that are compatible with tubes from CRTs. Uh, and there are databases mm-hmm. online for that, but there are still ones that are being found where something's compatible with oh. um, an arcade machine. But those are generally all the same type of tubes. It's not going from a flat to a uh, curved. I was I thought I just tied it up, but I guess not. Oh come on! When uh, when I saw EA Sports come up, when you uh... you thought it was gonna be you, you think it was gonna be you thought it would be football. Be. I, thought, I thought it was going to be, what was it, Madden 92? Is Madden that the 92, one? Madden 92, yeah. It's, it's the only <laughs> only version of Madden I need in my life. <laughs> I thought that's what it was going to be for sure. I didn't uh, didn't, didn't know uh, you were into the hockey one. Yeah, well, NHL 94 is like the best. It's the best one. I have it on the Sega CD, too. Yeah, that was that's the, the definitive version. Yeah. 
Take a CD. And what was it like? NHL like 2014, they had a version of this that used like the new graphics, but mm. plays in the same way. It's like an overhead. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's as good or not. But, uh, that hockey, yeah, this hockey game, like on the CD version, I think you could do some pretty crazy like season stuff on them. Ah, uh, I'm not sure. I I haven't really. Oh, get in! Ah, oh, he is right in there. Uh, there was two dollars from Gaming Blows saying uh, you got Mutant League. Get that going. I don't. It's kind of expensive now too. Yeah, those are, those are collectors right there. Leagues. I mean, I'm not like a big sports game fan, but I you know I I definitely have some good memories playing NHL. Like first specifically the first NHL and then this one. And of course, Madden 92. Madden 92, Steve, I talk about all the time. I love playing Madden 92 because of the, uh, when somebody gets injured and the ambulance comes out and it like runs over all the players. <laughs> so, so, do you have a team? Are you always like a preferred on Madden 92? Um, well, I mean, then, oh, another reason Madden 92. I just scored on myself. Uh, well, I mean, Madden 92 is also good because, like, you know, I'm I'm playing Buffalo Sabres. I grew up outside Buffalo, so okay, it's always so like so. That's Bills fan with- at at that time in my life, and that's like when the Bills were the best, basically in like yeah. the early 90s, and you know, 92 was probably the best. So that's another reason why it's the only only version I need because the Bills are really good in it. Yeah, Bills were incredible for a while. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really watch much sports these days. I did recently watch that uh, The Last Dance documentary. Oh, yeah. Did you watch that about the Chicago Bulls? I actually didn't. I feel bad. Like, I, ever since this all is, like, I used to kind of be, you know, I used to follow sports a little bit. But then um, after what's just kind of happened recently and not watching it, and now I just don't know if I'll go back to watching it. Just because I do so much other stuff in my time, it's hard no, to just I, sit. Believe me, I get that. Like I don't I don't I don't watch it was really hard. watch sports live in years. Well, like here in Nashville we've got um the Predators and the Titans and uh like my mom and my stepdad are hardcore into the the predators so they go to all of these games and they'll invite us to go and i mean i don't want to sound like a prude but i go there and i feel like i'm like uh some old man who's walked into this crazy arena <laughs> uh, it's turned it's turned into like the coliseum of rome where these hockey games it's like, their chants are literally like you suck you suck it's all, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's doing it. And it's like that's that's their chance. It's like and then uh, just it's just funny. I know people throwing catfish. He's uh, <laughs> like super into it, and then I'm just like, oh man, it's not. I feel like spoiled. I felt like spoiled because I was able to go to him, but then it's just like I'd rather. Again, I get stuck there, and after the first period, I'm like, well, that was fun. Can I go do something else now? <laughs> I mean, like, so, yeah, I mean, I, they, they went to it a lot. I went to, uh, oh. I went to like a game seven with them 
um, two years ago where the Predators were in the playoffs, game seven, trying to go to the Stanley Cup finals or something. I can't remember uh, what the exact implications were. But they lost the game, and that's what always happens too. It seems like every game I go to, they get their butt whipped. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's, you know, the the sports are kind of big around here, but um, – I'll get in there. Then great to go to overtime. That's not going to happen, I don't think. No. Oh. <laughs> well, it was an impromptu fun game to play, I guess. Uh, any last minute questions from the chat? I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the questions could go until 6 a.m. if we left them. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. That's, that's probably when Steve wants to be waking up. <laughs> yeah, that coffee helps me. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'll sleep. But yeah, I I know when you posted the about these, you're doing these PVMs on. Uh, I saw in the Facebook group the um, what is it the professional yeah. pro professional and uh, consumer CRTs or something like that I think that's what it's called yeah. monitors. Uh, a lot of you you posted a picture of people are saying like, oh the geometry looks really good and it's like it really wasn't at all <laughs> <laughs> considering what you what you have done to them it looks I, a lot better. I told I told you that uh, yeah sometimes you get in there and. Um, Originally, I had done some things to it, and I turned it on, and the geometry looked worse than when I'd started with. And then I had so I had to go oh, back right. and undo and change some things around. But yeah, it's because uh, that's what I was like. I was like, oh man, this geometry. I mean, your geometry, honestly, on it was pretty good to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, it's, everything can use a little bit of tweaking. Usually, even you know these machines originally did get serviced regularly. Right, they had to be counted um periodically so it's a good thing to get them checked out and you know make sure they keep going i think those two will be good for a long time yeah there was, I... uh, th there was a five dollars from ben brody saying i don't know what it is but when the predators score i don't know what it is when the predators score but i like it i love it and i want some more <laughs> yeah so get this that's the thing about nashville sports is they get one thing and then they never change it so the predators <laughs> Their first year, which was like 1998, I think, or 96, 90, somewhere around there, late 90s, they get Tim McGraw to get on there and sing this terrible song that, you know, that song he's got, I like it, I love it, I want some more of Oh, okay. It. So every time they <laughs> score, they play that song, and they always have on the Predators Arena, and it says, I don't I, I, uh, don't know what it is about that predator scoring, but I like it. I love it. I want it. <laughs> loving it. I'm like, this is terrible. Can we get a new one? Can we get a new chant? <laughs> uh, there was uh, there was five dollars from Pixel Phoenix saying, uh, "Thank you, Corey, Try and Steve. You all taught and inspired me so much over the years. I appreciate you all. Well, we you. appreciate you. Thank you." Yeah, I don't know if anybody has any other questions. You know, definitely feel to you know come out and uh, if you have CRT questions, you can come ask me. You know, either leave a comment on something or whatever. Um, 
<laughs> smoke monster. Yeah. Smoke monster. So yeah. I feel like I'd, I'd agree with C- Steve on pretty much anything. <laughs> on pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. Cynical sometimes, you know, but so, uh, it's all good fun. Is there any PBMs that you've like kept for yourself that you use? Oh, yeah. So I keep, um, I kind of collect 14 inchers. Mm-hmm. So I've got just about all the good 14 inch PVMs and B, or not PVMs. I collect PVMs. So I've got, um, you know, an A series, a D series, um, the, a couple of them, and then the L5 14 inch. Um, but I don't know, you know, like it's hard for me to really keep one for too long. I'm looking at so many and I, I like last time when you came in here and saw it, I, mean, I told you I've got 40 to 50 CRTs in here right now. Mm-hmm. In my shop. So, uh, it's, is that where everything is? I mean, do you have, do you keep the ones that you, that are yours, like in the house someplace? Probably? Know, everything's in my shop. Actually, I don't keep PVMs or BVMs in my house inside. Uh, okay. uh, they're here. And, uh, like inside it's, it's inside. I've got bigger CRTs where I've got like a 27 or yeah, 27 inch that RGB modded an old Sony. And, uh, but no, for the most part, I keep them out here. And see, I like to just constantly be um, changing them, you know, and like looking at, well, I, I want to use this one for a little bit. So I just yeah. switch forth, you know. Yeah. And if you got it, I mean, since you've got them coming in and out, why not? Why not keep it fresh, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if I want one, somehow they show up and somebody wants <laughs> to serve. So I've got it like the best chance I get to like borrow it for a couple weeks, right? <laughs> good you know and i don't have it but um yeah so that's you know my my favorite i really do uh it's funny because people talk to me about oh i can't believe you play on such a small screen and then i'll and then they'll and then at the same time they'll sit down and watch like a whole netflix movie on their phone right <laughs> yeah like, well yeah, I mean the little ones the little ones are nice if like you're if you're up at a desk you know like three and a half to five feet away from a um, 14 inch that's beautiful CRT that's right there. Yeah. The perfect, it's going to look just as good as anything yeah. else. Or right. sharper and, and usually better geometry too. So, yeah. I mean, so, like when you fix I, that 14, it's like I was almost tempted to like make that my main one just because it's yeah. like right here and I it is it's so crisp for that size. Yeah. Well, and it's got such uh, the tube has got six thousand hours on it, which is pretty pretty much all. I mean, as close as you're going to get to new, I think anymore. It's really hard to get them less than that in donor shape, you know. Right. So that that came out of out of a BVM. It came out of a BVM. It came out of a BVM A series, which is the one that is the last BVM made, and um, is the one with the very limited analog cards. Uh, so, if so you don't it, have the it's, it's, it's served better in a in a fourteen L five then. <laughs> yeah, because basically. It. And I took his. I mean, I took his tube that had the screen burn and put it back in the A series that I have. So at least there's a tube in there, and it still works. It's just mm-hmm. it's got his old tube in it uh, in case I need it. See, I'll keep it because uh, I think that the flybacks also are like the same on those as like the D series. 
So if the flybacks go bad on a D series, then it'll be good to have those. There was uh, $5 from Sean Rios saying, uh, thank you all for the great content. You inspired me to get my first PVM two weeks ago in Olympus OEV 203. Absolutely love it. You know, I, 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 those, those, you know, which are the Sony M2 tubes. I mean, they're such a great, well-rounded model, you know, I mean, yeah, you can get like the crazier, you know, 20 L five and stuff like that. But the, uh, the, the M2 and the OEV 203, like they, you know, what I love about them is that they've got two RGB inputs that you can all, you know, and obviously you can set one as component. Uh, so you don't need an extra card to get component and RGB run to the same PVM. So that is a great starter model. And, you know, at least as of a few years ago, they were pretty common if you would go looking at like a, a medical equipment reseller warehouses. I, I don't know if it's as easy to come by that anymore, but. Uh, a lot of those. Up. But that's a, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the best place to start if you can to get a CRT that's a PVM and you want one, it's best to go with either the M series or those Olympus uh, OEVs that are the two that you can either get a 142 or a 143 and a 202 or a 203. And then at the Sony's, the M series and then the 50s. So it's like the 1953s, MDs, 1954 Qs. They're almost identical uh, to the M series. And both of those, I think those are the best because they're very good workhorses. Uh, they can pretty much take any type of sink you throw at them. They don't have a lot of problems generally. Uh, they last a long time and they're easy to adjust like through the sub menu. Um, and they just, th those are really the good ones that people should uh, consider when they're starting off just getting a, TRT. Yeah, because you're going to pay a lot of money to get one that does 480p. So you might want to forget that for starters. <laughs> Unless you just want to go for it and just be done with it. Just go yeah. for it and be done. Like, uh, you know, there was that one uh, that one guy from earlier, just got his 14L5, said the hype is real. And you know what? That That is a fantastic place to start. So... Uh, you know, if, if you, if you, if you're ready to go all in, but you know, if, if you're just starting out, you know, that, 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 those, those, uh, those monitors are good, you know, the medical versions or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think about, about your channel, Steve, and the way that apparently, like, from my point of view, like you are like the, like the person to go to for most of the stuff at this point. Uh, I mean, Pat has been doing it for a long time, and he like puts his, you know, he puts his kits up and everything, and sell, resells stuff. But you like, you're like a much more public-facing person than he is. So, yeah, like, he definitely doesn't want to like be on camera or anything. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, he's he's doing he's doing just fine. <laughs> Wait, what what was that? But uh, no, I just laugh that he's even still like got a passion and want to do it yeah uh no at this point because i mean that's that's a good thing and that's you know i mean i i kind of laugh and I, I appreciate you saying that Corey, because that's kind of that's kind of was what i had hoped maybe would happen through a couple years of doing this i never really thought it would um because you kind of 
but but I've always had kind of like a, a marathon view of all this that if people really did like CRTs, there would need to be somebody that would tell them how to do stuff. Um, and I've talked to other people that do know people who know, you know, like they have business relationships with people who still do know how to work on CRTs and they are completely like anti sharing any of their knowledge, which is kind of weird. It is but really again, weird. It's, these are people that, uh, that are, are in there. Most of them are again in their seventies and eighties and are just like, ah, you know, when I'm done, I'm done. I don't care to be done with, you know? So, um, I'll keep going on it though. I mean, we didn't talk much about that, but that's uh, hopefully the way things keep going. And if I, if I can keep getting monitors in, I'll keep going, uh, fixing them and uh, making, you know, videotaping it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Kristen, the chat is saying Pat is a shrewd businessman and <laughs> you know, I mean, he's been doing it long enough and he's like, I mean, he's, clearly doing pretty all right i think probably building up just like that yeah that's that's that you know that retirement money you know he's been retired for he's like making use of his expertise like long after and probably making way more money he was making at his regular job well i i i have to laugh because uh I talk to people again behind the scenes that know Pat and have done business with him for years. And, um, I kind of like talking to him, they, they told, or he told me that Pat really liked to go to Vegas and gamble. And so he was, <laughs> would always be using his CRT stuff to build up his gambling fund to go blow a bunch of money in Vegas. But now he can't, I don't know if he can do that, but, um, it's just kind of funny, yeah, because you don't, I mean, you don't get as much from Pat because he's never, I mean, he's never really been on camera or anything. Mm -hmm. Great guy and knows way more. I'll be completely honest with you. He knows way more about these machines than I do. And he he probably helped design certain things on them. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's an engineer, but before he worked for Sony, he worked for BNK, which made the testing machines and the rejuvenators or CRTs and he sold he was a salesman and like um, engineer for them so he's been in the CRT game and business his whole career you know yeah wow and been on pretty much the front lines of it yeah like just like knows knows them better than probably Anybody. some of the people that made them yeah like I mean you know, I don't, I don't think, yeah, just anybody now, because that's the thing is this, this technology is so it's, it's, it's very precise, even though it's analog, it takes a lot of precise things. And that's exactly why I don't think that it will be economical for people to go back into making them, you yeah. know, they do, they won't be able to make a high quality one. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people saying like, Oh, do you ever think that they'll, they'll make new ones? And it's like, there's actually a like CRT still, but that's again outside of the United States, um, and again it's secondhand. It's all being rebuilt, and if they are going to build it, it's going to be like that last generation of uh, cassette tape players. You know, they still make them, but they're not that high quality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they make them, but they just don't sound as good as an old one if you got it fixed. Yeah. So that's probably the best we'll get. If somebody makes tubes or something, that would be nice, but I don't think it's going to be as good as BVMs or PVMs. Yeah. 
Well, thanks. I saw to you. um, oh. I saw a smoke monster a bit ago say so he got a he got a twenty L two from a medical warehouse's uh, pallet last year for ninety dollars. So, so you can. You know, sometimes yep. those places don't know what they've got or they're just not interested in pricing them, you know, in such a way where they'll get the right buyer. They just want to move them, I think, you know, so. I mean, yeah. believe it or not, there was a, a friend of mine in this area found a PVM like with a also with like on a cart, like at a, at a yep. garage sale. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, you could you whole... could be surprised where they come from, but I yeah, I mean, it's summer, so I mean, I've gotten several PVMs and your yours as well from yeah. you know a couple of medical warehouses in North Carolina. So I mean, if they're in North Carolina, they've got to be all over the place. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, the last load of the really great BVMs I got, and the ones, and that includes the BVMs with the tubes that I switched out. That was six monitors and three flight cases. And um, so three of them were BVMDs, uh, 24s. One didn't work very, I mean, it's got a bad tube in it. Uh, but the other two were good. And then the D20s. And that came because um, someone that I know here locally sent out and emailed everybody they could think of in the state from uh, news stations the posts, production houses, video production houses, uh, to editing studios. And he sent out emails to all these people. And this one was somebody, they saw the email and they didn't respond till one year later. And he wasn't even looking for them. So he, you know, sent the information to me and I went and bought them all. Uh, but that was just like, so you don't ever know, you know, the day you think that you're ready to give up or you're not finding what exactly you're looking for be you know the day after that you could end up with 10 of them uh somebody finally answers something and you just gotta be once that you know that's a, i've learned that once those i things come up it's best to just you know hey go in there and get them all yeah because then <laughs> no i mean and even even if you have a lot even for like people like like dry and i like we we have some but it's it becomes very hard to turn them down <laughs> if you like run into a situation where it's like, oh, you know, I have one. I'm Gotta have some backups. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, just, you know, like, like I was able to, like, one of the ones that you got from that, uh, uh, at the medical warehouse, like, I had an extra one. Like, it was like a 20 inch. I ended up giving it to, uh, to Abit Duke because he helped us shoot so much stuff with, like, for like analog frontiers and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, you know, you just you never know they're when great. you might. What's that? Hey, you got you. They're great. I mean, you don't want like if they're especially if they work, you know, mm -hmm. you don't want to just want to go get them and, you know, hold on to them somehow. Or, uh, you know, if you can't do it yourself, it's like this guy. He sent me the information and um, I owe him like he's got a 20L5 that he needs the button. The button's broken on it. So I've got a button here. Whenever he brings it in, I'll fix it for him for free. So, and you know, so I will, I pay like for at least some kind of a referral. If something happens good like that. So there's always something you can do. Even if you just find a listing and you're like, Oh man, somebody told me they got CRTs. Well, somebody out there probably wants them. Yeah. No, there's, um, 
there's a but before I forget, there's a a two dollar donation from Zoom Dust. Thank you. <laughs> Saying, uh, is there a hidden service menu on D two D twenty F one U? Um, yes, and you have to get into the menus, and it should say um like service menu and you have to actually put in a password to get oh, into it. and that sounds uh that sounds, yeah, that sounds scary it's a four it's a four digit pin and there's a standard for that monitor and i can't think of it off the top of my head it's like nine 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 or one one it's in the service menu or manual so go to this Go to that website, go to Reddit, or go to Google and type in CRT spec list, and it'll bring that spec list up. You can go directly to is the it, monitor's service manual, and it will tell you what the code is to get into that exact four digits. You don't want to keep doing it. I did that one time and locked the thing up. It's like <laughs> oh. numbers it was, and then it wouldn't. I had to pull the boards and reset the whole monitor to get it unlocked. Oh, geez. Yeah, there is a service menu, though. You have to get past that, and you can find some uh, different adjustments you can make that aren't on the normal adjustment screen. I've seen uh, I've seen a few uh, people uh, from from Europe uh, chatting here lately. I suppose it's, it's getting time for them waking up. <laughs> and, you know, something that I would love to have from Europe but will probably never happen is a Bang & Olufsen. TV. Yeah. I just think they look so cool with like their stands and everything. Yeah, those are awesome. I've never I've never seen one of those in person. I've just seen awesome no, pictures. No, no. Like huh? What, like that awesome looking uh barbershop seat or you know, like that oh yeah. Uh the stand on it. Just yeah. Like I didn't realize until relatively recently that the stand was like a standard part of it, but they just, they look so cool. I don't understand there's, it's so easy to get one in Europe, but like here, yeah. like we just don't really have them. No. Well, I think that's going to do it. I think that that will, that will do it just plenty. I hope, uh, I hope uh, Steve doesn't uh, try any risky CRT repairs while uh, drowsy tomorrow. Although, <laughs> We did just get two quick donations at the very end here. Let's let's go through them really quick. We got a we got five dollar donation from for love of the game saying, "What do you think of the presentation monitors like the NEC XM and Mitsubishi Mega Views?" Those are awesome. I don't know about those, those are incredible if you can get them. Um, uh, I know I don't know about the Mitsubishi whether it's multi format, but the NEC is. And it's a larger monitor, generally 27 inches. Uh, they do have sync issues, but uh, you know, all in all, it's a great. That's a great one, and so is the Mitsubishi. I just don't find those. I mean, those are super rare. Um, those were the original, like, great gaming monitors. Were those NECs even before people used the uh, PVMs and BVMs? Really, Phone Dork has a good video on that. These people are going uh, then, crazy here. So there's a, a $2 don donation from Blake Romo saying, thoughts on RCA true flat TVs and flat CRTs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, 
I'm not familiar with the RCA line in particular, but like we've said before, like geometry issues tend to be more visible on, uh, on flat CRTs. Uh, but you know, in general, I like them, but the curve is more true to how the technology works. I think it's you know. something if you're interested in it, you got to just go and uh, test it and see if it looks good. You know, if it's if if you like the way personally that it looks mm -hmm. on that screen, then I think that um, you know you could get a great use out of something like that. But if you're just talking about again. From a, from a perspective of hardware, you're taking and trying to use an analog that's was, again, all this was made on curved screens to begin with, and then you're moving that to a flat display. So there's always going to be some kind of issue with that, kind of, on at least the analog end, mm -hmm. it seems like. Another. Getting some late time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. There, there was, was uh, there was a $1 donation from uh from Jay Christie saying I have a 32-inch uh, Sony Trinitron that only has composite and S video. I'm surprised how good S video actually looks on it. So good that I don't even think I would even notice the difference with an RGB mod. I mean, yeah, honestly with with consumer CRT TVs, I think that the jump from S video to component or RGB is very very small. Uh yeah. you know, the the only issue Really, are systems like, namely the Sega Genesis that doesn't right. do S video. Uh, but speaking of which, I also see there's there's uh, oval uh, oval fast LX uh, with five dollars. Thank you. Saying uh, uh, composite on consumer CRTs are making a comeback. They are free. That is all. <laughs> and you know what? Composite on consumer CRTs. I mean it. It really can be not that bad, and certainly, it's certainly a nostalgic look. But it, but some of them handle it shockingly well, yeah. better than others. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they there are some that are, and again, even even your even hooking up composite to your pro monitor, if you just have one of those already, looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for and, composite. And be sure to drink your Oval Fast LX. <laughs> All right, I think that's gonna do it. That'll do it for real. Yeah, Steve, thanks for hanging out. It was a yeah, lot of this fun. Was, this, this was a fun yeah. time. Thanks for all the great questions tonight too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of great questions. Thanks to everybody who donated and everybody who hung out along with us and and watched me almost make it through Shadow Dancer two. I'm just impressed you got through it once. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, now I think you should play it on the backloggery tomorrow night. I bet you can beat it tomorrow night. I'm not gonna do it tomorrow because me and Drum Drum is uh, Drum wants to play it too, but but his hands have been so good lately. So oh, but we're gonna play it when when he's when he's up for it. We're gonna play it at the same time. Oh, I see. Nice, nice. All right, everybody. We will uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good night. Later. <laughs>